This is small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. And I'm Kyle Dotson. And Kyle, tonight we have uh, we have uh, part three of the listener series. Mm-hmm. We have a gentleman here that has traveled uh, across country yeah. from, from Florida. Mm-hmm. Did I say that right? I think Florida? it's Florida. Florida. Mm-hmm. He traveled from Florida. <laughs> He's here to record with us. He's picked the topic. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, we've broken bread, pizza. You broke pizza? We broke pizza. Bread, cheese, and sauce. Good. And what happens when I eat cheese? Oh, you're going to be congested and <laughs> sniffly. You're going to be doing <clears throat> this all night. Yeah. It's really all good right. for a podcast. It's terrible. Let's get this guy in here. Uh, I just found out his name about uh, 45 minutes ago. Uh, How dare you. <laughs> uh, Steve O'Dockerson. Hello. How are you doing, Steve? I'm doing well. Thanks. Thanks, guys. This is, uh, this is great. You are, uh, we're at my house. Yeah. It's strange because you're, I don't know, you stranger danger is what I yelled when you came to the door. Right. But, um, and then you introduced me to your family. To the children, yeah. You had a backpack. And then when I walked in, he was just sitting at the table <laughs> talking to Sarah and I was like, is this one of her friends? <laughs> like, That's very, that's, you're saying he looks very young then because I didn't know what, I 16. just saw two people in there and I was like, oh, okay. Then. And he had a gun. <laughs> Eat that pizza. Um, that's a- it's a very interesting hostage situation. Eat that pizza, and then I'll go. But he, but you make them eat seven large pies by himself. <laughs> it's like one of those. It's like a Saw movie, but really terrible. <laughs> hey, speaking of Saw, I, sorry to. Uh, Great to be here, guys. <laughs> you, uh, Steve-O. I'm sorry. You like horror films, right? Sometimes. Um, our friend, uh, friend of the show, and, my, and our our friend Josh Stolberg, yeah, he uh, he wrote the the new Saw movie that's coming out, Saw Legacy. Uh, Saw Legacy. So that's pretty cool. It is cool. We're excited about that for Josh. Mm-hmm. Josh, Josh does so much stuff. That guy works. He does. He's always and like posting, yeah, like really nice things on Facebook all he, the time. He seems too. like a guy that doesn't ever sleep. Yeah, like I got a nap. Mm-hmm. I got to sleep. And that's my time to do good stuff, but I don't. I just nap. All right, back to Steve-O. This yeah. Is, this is boring for everyone. Uh, okay, Steve-O, so. Yeah. Let's find out a little bit about you. You host a podcast. I do. Uh, but not you. Well. You do a character. I do, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's uh, called The Hobcast. You've been on it. Mm-mm. Yep. Nope. Yep. Mur- you mean Murray's been on Murray's it. Murray's been on it, too. Right, Murray's been on it. Uh, but I haven't. Yes, you have. <laughs> Uh, come on. Kyle would be on it. You want to be on it? Uh, yeah. All right. So what it is, <laughs> done. No hesitation. I'll, sure. I'll do whatever, yeah. All right. We'll we'll use your setup because mine's back in uh, Echo Park. Uh, <laughs> it's called the Hobcast, and uh, I work Renaissance festivals, just waiting for everyone to uh, catch their breath. I'm waiting for the cheers to die That's down. right. People at home in their cars are like, woo. Yeah, Settle down. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Get the loot. So uh, I, I dress as a, a bridge troll, and I sing popular songs poorly, and people pay me to stop. Uh, which that's is his, a, That's his shtick. Yeah. And, that's pretty uh, good. It you, is. I don't like the teeth you wear. That Those gross me out. Well, Like, I was so happy when you showed up, and those weren't your teeth. Yeah. 
Um, it's uh, it's just it's a costume. Yeah, and um, I don't record with them. Good. Are they are they like custom fitted for yeah. your mouth? I, okay. I made them. Okay. I I watched a bunch of videos and then bought the stuff to build a dental appliance that I wear for eight hours a day. And how do you, when you take it out, is it liberating? Is it like at the yeah. end of the night when I take my bra off? Yes. It's, uh, well, I, I, so I, I have to fix a dent them in. Okay. So then, like, I take them out and I do another mm. show. So there's like uh, a good 10 minutes where I'm just peeling bits of uh, fix a dent off my teeth. So if I wasn't appealing enough mm. by saying I work at the Renaissance Festival, I've now discussed uh, my dental hygiene. <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, I I just do a, a a podcast as a character, Hob the Troll, and it was just that's his name, Hob. Hob, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've released an album called Pet Smells, <laughs> and uh, boy, I wish we could all get a copy. Oh, of if it. only it was so easy. Oh Holy no! Shit. Here you go, gentlemen. You've already got one. I've mailed it to you. I do like the along cover. with an autograph uh, picture. But uh, you know what? I don't think I I don't remember. I totally mailed it to you. I don't remember this cover though. Was did, was, did yeah, you was, send me like? The, I, I sent you that and an autographed picture of myself. I got, I got the autographed <laughs> picture, but I don't know if I got this. Well, double check because uh, I got plenty, and um, the other uh, regular rock solid uh, host will get one. I think Murray's got one because he did the show, and he loves uh, he loves um, pet sounds. Yeah, who's uh, who's the Body Boys? Oh, the Body Boys. They do uh, a show uh, at festival. Uh, Renaissance festivals as well. They're an Irish drinking band. They're good. Okay. They're good guys. Because they fe- they're featured on one. They of these. are, and it's all it's all covers. And, and when you, I, and you oh boy, and you pay for the rights to record these songs. It's amazing. I've paid for the rights for two runs of CDs. So once these are oh, done, you really did. Yeah, once they're done, I I that's it until somebody asks. Can you sell other CDs? And I'll say no, but I will mysteriously find another box of CDs. <laughs> I got to be honest, that's pretty cool that you actually did pay for the run. Well, yeah. yeah. I didn't want to, like, I just didn't want to get in trouble with my, my bosses at, at festival. You didn't want Led Zeppelin that. to sue you for good times, bad times? Right. That was, that was weird is that, like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm paying Jeff Lynn. <laughs> I'm sure he's okay without your money. Right. <laughs> but, and uh, what is the, can you, um, now you're, and you're married. Like, all these yeah. things you've said uh, up to this point, people would think that you're <laughs> single. Right, <laughs> you've been married for five years. Yes, and um, does your does your wife ever ever uh, want you to stay in costume? No, wink, wink. Uh, I had an ex who did. You had an ex who did. Yeah. What was his name? <laughs> Her name was Ivy. And uh, <laughs> well, we'll leave, we'll leave that in. We'll leave that. <laughs> did um? Do you want to do the? Do you want to do the? Character? Oh, voice. Hello. Yeah, it's Hob the Troll. I just talk like this and I sing real poorly. What song you want? What song you guys want here? Uh, I guess I would like to hear uh, "Walking on Sunshine." Or no, that's "Walking in the Sunshine." I'm sorry. Yeah. Let's hear. Uh, let's hear. Wouldn't Wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice if we were older? <laughs> then we wouldn't have to wait so long. Okay. And yeah, if people pay me pay to, you stop. to stop. Uh, it's very uh, like if if Ricky Gervais was doing this character, people would be going. Bonkers. Yeah. It's not fair. You know I, what I'm saying? I do all right. Oh, okay, cool. I, I, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I wasn't shitting on you. No, that's cool. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? If Ricky Gervais was yeah, doing like, that character. Like, that would be like, everyone would have that on a t shirt and be like, it, from yeah, your lips right. to God's ears. That's, that's why I decided to uh, do this podcasting tour, <laughs> get my uh, brand out there. 
Do you remember a couple weeks ago, speaking of Ricky Gervais, when I, that David Brent movie was coming on Netflix and you and I were like crazy? Two, two, like two months ago, we're like, why isn't it on? I have not watched it yet. I have, I've watched a half hour of it. It was really funny, but why haven't we watched it? I don't know. I don't know either. We are so excited about what it. What are we doing after this uh, record, <laughs> fellas? Oh, we're walking you to your car. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're going to sit in it and watch, uh, I'll watch David Brent. Uh, Okay, so a couple weeks ago, anything else you want to tell us about yourself? I don't um, want to cut you off. Well, no, I, I I work at Renaissance festivals and I teach kids about dinosaurs. Like, um, like what do you teach them about dinosaurs? What do they want to know? Do you have a, do you have a dinosaur question, Kyle? I don't know much about dinosaurs. I know Chris Pat Pratt can control them with his mind. <laughs> Is that wrong? Is that <laughs> what he does? Sigh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. Uh, I want to know, like, how. Uh, this might be more archaeology, but when you when they have a big dinosaur in like a museum, is that typically a cast? A cast or, okay. Yeah. Um, I went to the Natural History Museum here. I was uh, there a couple weeks ago, and they have a really cool thing where they're working on cleaning the fossils. But then usually they just make it, it, it's casts for displays, you know, so it's easier to clean. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes they have to be exposed to uh, different sources of light, and they have to screw stuff into that. And they'd rather not screw it into the actual fossil. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, but really, really high-quality replicas made from casts most of the time. Uh, the rule of thumb is if it's behind glass, it's probably authentic. Oh, okay. I have to be honest, too. The the character on the front of the CD, yeah. um, this doesn't look like you at all. Why, thank you. You are, uh, like, I I was afraid this is the guy that was coming to the door tonight. No, man. That's and a you're, you're, a, you're, a, you're a very handsome fella. Bless your what, heart. Like, this is what ridiculous, is, uh, right? What it, what, Even the profile on the back, it doesn't look like you at all. It's creepy. What it is, it's uh, the appliance I wear for my teeth elongates my bottom jaw, which okay. just, you know, and then with the uh, wig, it's, it, it's moving. I gotta it's got to assume in magic. three more years you're going to have jaw problems. Do have I've been TM, doing it for 15 TMJ years. I know, but 18 years is usually when it kicks in. Okay. So, <laughs> TMJ. Yeah. I don't know what that stands for. It's something with your jaw. Terrible Michael Jackson. Yeah, <laughs> TMJ. It's it's mandibular something. Yeah. How could we look it up? Uh, I used, but no, I just um, I haven't had any problems with my teeth, and like uh, I talked to my dentist when I was making this, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh, okay, yeah, let me just let me see it when you finish it up." And I brought it to him, and he's like, "Do you, do you want a job in my lab?" <laughs> That's pretty great. I'd never done anything like that before. I mean, I've done castings and, mm-hmm. pardon me, mold making and stuff, but I. It looked it it looks looks pretty good if I do say so myself and uh, and the teeth are made from dinosaur fossils. They are made from dinosaur fossils. That's right. Why didn't you just show up at the dentist wearing that and say I'm something happened overnight <laughs> and I'm having a big problem? I think I have a cavity and then you show up with that. That's exactly how it happened. Cool. What is TMJ, Kyle? It's a tempo or temporor mandibular joint disorder, which is the topic of tonight's program. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that uh, Burt Reynolds had that. It makes you dizzy. You have to stay in bed. It's crazy. Are you looking up Burt Reynolds? Yeah. Look at more Come. of these uh, symptoms so when I go home, I can just say, oh, I have this. I'm going to slap you like you're Dom DeLuise <laughs> if you talk anymore. Yeah, it's, uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's something from about Oh, 14 years ago? Yeah, I didn't say you had it yesterday. That uh, It's called Burt Reynolds and My Godmother, Two People with TMJ Disorder. Wow. <laughs> There's the only two people that ever had it. <laughs> I guess. I think so. So I think you're All in right. the clear. Good company. Good company, though. Okay, real quick. I, I, I'm going to... Before we get into the topic, 
a couple weeks ago for volume two, Amy Lehman was here. She had a fantastic topic, like a great topic, a lot like tonight's. No, tonight's is great. But her topic yeah. was Goodwill Hunting. Okay. And we could only play songs from CDs that we had purchased at Goodwill. That's really good. Isn't that great? That's so, like, really good. So I went like that week and just bought like 15 oh. CDs and played songs from those. But what that brings me to is today I went to uh, uh, two Goodwills mm-hmm. and, and I dropped about 14 bucks. So I want to go through my, I want to I read. We don't have time for 1,400 CDs. No, no, no. They were a dollar each. Oh, I thought they were a cent each. No, they were a dollar each. <laughs> I'd like to, and I'm going to play all of them top to bottom before we start. No, so I'm just going to, I'm going to, yeah. re- I'm going to read you what I got and you guys tell me if I made a good purchase. Remember, these were a dollar. Okay, the first one I purchased was Coldplay Parachutes. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Neither one of you guys. Not I, I would, yeah, I would rather jump out of a plane without a parachute <sighs> and take my chances. Awful man. The second one sucks. Is Michael Penn uh, free for all? Uh, is Michael that Sean Penn's Sean brother? Sean Penn's brother married that, to Amy Mann. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sure. I'd be in for that. We're okay with that. Yeah. Okay, I want to put that here. Give me that. And I'm going to put. Okay, this is a oh, no pile. Thought... We're one. To, we're one to one. Okay. Um, uh, Pet smells right there with Coldplay. <laughs> yep. Thanks. Okay. Where do you see that? This is amazing. That's, that's April's copy. I used to own this. Okay. So to find it was cool. This is a CD single. It's Aerosmith, The Other Side. But the reason that I bought it is because they do the theme from Wayne's World. Okay, then yes. Okay. For a yeah. dollar? Yeah, you for a the dollar. theme from Wayne's World? By- Have you checked? Look that up on, on Amazon or eBay because that might be a... Might be worth something. Yeah. I once found a keytar at a Goodwill for 45 cents and I sold it for $300. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you keep it? <laughs> I this th- is Pat's new hobby. I thought yes. I thought very much about keeping it, and I did, you know, uh, make some music with it. But I'm like, do I want this or do I want three hundred dollars so I can afford to move? So away it went to a good home. Mm-hmm. All right. Are you looking it up on Wikipedia? No, uh, Amazon. Just keep going. Okay. I'll tell you what it is. That's big ones. I know it's not <laughs> coming up. All right, here we go. Green Day, Nimrod. Yeah, that's worth a dollar. Definitely, right? Yeah. Nice nice guys finished last. I love that one. Yeah, that's good. Wrong pile. Wrong, oh, yeah, I'll put wrong it, pile. I'll put it in the right pile. I just wanted to All check right. the track list. Okay, you guys ready for this What next was one? the single on this one? Um, good riddance, time of your life. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's a, That was a minor hit. But like, <laughs> oh, yeah, but just from the album. I don't remember any of the other songs from there. It's one of those ones that if you listen to, you go, oh, yeah, I know that one. Probably. Oh, yeah. I know that mm-hmm. one. Okay. Next, we got... Um, Spring Stew on this? Viva La Vida. Uh, Coldplay. Nope. Oh. Nope. Okay. Right there. <laughs> There's a reason it was a Goodwill. <laughs> Someone was like, oh, I hate this. All right. Ready? Pink. Do you think those were Gwyneth Paltrow's Coldplay CDs? Pink. Misunderstood. Y- yeah. I mean, this has got, this has got uh, Don't Let Me Get Me, Just Like a Pill, Get the Party Started. Uh, our friend Ted Lied is in uh, is in the vi- is in a video. Now for that this was song. the video. Uh, wrong pile again. Oh, I keep doing that. And that's over there too. <laughs> no, that's right. In right the in the middle. Okay, it's right fair. in the middle. We don't we don't love it. We certainly don't hate. You it. You haven't heard it. The uh, that, but that was the album where she was just like, all right, I don't want to um, be the 
She, she even says it. She doesn't want to be compared to that damn Britney Spears. She yeah. Goes off she her she own. takes control of her. Yeah. That's a good album. Yeah. This is a good album. Okay. Here we go. Look at this Pulp Fiction soundtrack. Worth it. Yeah. Yep. Dollar right there. So far, the listeners love this. Really here we good. go. Look at this. Welcome to wherever you are in excess. Yeah. And look at this. It's like yeah. cool. It's like not a jewel case. Like, I don't even know how to open it, to be honest. Oh, you pinched the sides there. Yeah, I don't even. Mm, there might not be a scene. Oh, there we go. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that at all. This is when I'm yeah. like, hey, let's redesign the packaging. But it's not bad. Yeah. It's not good. bad. Although, the, you know, the thing about that packaging is if that somehow breaks, you're yeah. fucked. You you're can't. Fucked. You're fucked. All right. Or it gets wet. Mm hmm. Blink one eighty two, Enema of the State. Yeah, that's worth that's worth two bucks. Yeah, I disagree. Uh oh, uh oh. Well, it's two to one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, he's got nothing. It's your show. (laughs) He's got nothing. You 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 purchased it. I'm not gonna listen to it. He's gonna keep all of them, regardless of what we say. Yeah. Uh, Coldplay X and nope. Y. Nope. <laughs> nope. Okay. Did you purposely get a bunch of Coldplay because you knew we'd say no? <laughs> I I like a handful of their songs. So I mean, if I for if I can, a you buck, can turn on the radio. I know, I but for hear a, them all for a buck, I can get a couple of their any songs. hour of the day. Now look, I'm not going to look. Most of these CDs, I'm not even going to keep. I'm going to rip them into my. I I'm not going to keep the Coldplay on my and shelf. Just, and you're just going to drive past Goodwill and throw them at the window. I'll, I'll trade them in somewhere else. <laughs> um. Speak. Can, can I may I speak about Coldplay for a moment? Do you want to interrupt this gold uh, bit? <laughs> Continue. Tell me about Coldplay. Uh, a couple of year, years ago, uh, Petra Hayden, who used to be in a band called That Dog, okay. did an album with. Is that a is that a woman or a man? It's a woman. I thought uh, so. I thought so. And uh, <laughs> she did an al- a cappella version of the of a Who album, top to bottom. It was real good. And then she did another album with like covers and stuff, and she did a version of like I hadn't heard the song mm-hmm. "Yellow," but I heard her do it. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of like it's all right, but for the rest of the album, there are, there are better songs. And then I heard that it was a Coldplay song. I'm like, oh yeah, I really don't like this anymore. <laughs> but I didn't they know ruined what... another person's song, for right? Him. Right. That's arguably one of uh, Blink 182's best albums. Why is that there for a buck? Somebody needs skateboard money. Okay, here we go. You guys ready? Here we yeah. go. I need to get grip tape. <laughs> I call this Top Car, but some people call it Days of Thunder. There's a Days of Thunder soundtrack. What's on it? Well, here, first Kenny of all. Loggins. No. But it's the 80s. He was on everything in the 80s. See, friend of the show, John Waite, has a song okay. on this, Deal for Life, and I don't own it. How much did physical. he get back from this? How much did John Waite get back from yeah. this? Probably nothing. But it's got, here's who's on it. Cher, Chicago, David Coverdale from White Snake. Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, Guns N' Roses, Elton John, Maria McKee, Tina Turner. What? Okay. Where's it go? Where's it go? Uh, keep. Yeah, keep. Yeah. Keep it. For a buck. Yeah. You get that one song you don't have and some other ones. Rush of Blood to the Head, Coldplay. <laughs> no. Nope. All right. <laughs> Rather have a Rush of Blood to the Head. There's no way. Or a Rush of Blood from the th- Head. There's absolutely no way that this doesn't go in the good pile when I read this. This is uh, the very best of Crowded House. You put that right in the good pile. Came in a slipcase. Came yeah. with a oh, fancy yeah. slipcase. Slipcase a little beat up, but that's okay. Yeah. What's, the, what's the original price say on the front of that? $19.99. <laughs> nope, that was a buck. Euros. It's in euros. Oh, it's an import. Yeah. Here you go. Ready? This next one I've never heard. I don't think I've heard any songs off of this to my knowledge. 
Green Day, 21st Century Breakdown. Um, uh, it's okay. For a dollar? Yeah, there's, a, there's like two good songs on this, maybe. Well, that's, if I bought those on iTunes, it would cost me... Uh, two dollars. Yeah. To more than that. Dollar twenty nine, dollar twenty nine. You could listen to it's the samples like, for like, free, and then just listen to it about as much as you're going to listen to the CD. It's I'm, I'm going to put that in my iTunes and, and sell it back. It's like uh, Trade it in. it's like all the songs that weren't good enough to be on American Idiot. They just were like, "Yeah, we'll just put them on they, a different album." Right. Okay. Now, literally, out of all these, I'm probably going to keep six of these, and the other all ones right. I'll trade back in. All right. I don't know what this is about, but I like Blondie. So this is a Deborah Harry album. It's called Deaf, Dumb, and Blonde. I've heard that album. And? It's okay. It's... I put it in the Coldplay pile. But you know what? Give it give it a listen. All right. Give it a listen, because uh, I think... So, if this is the album I think it is... Mm-hmm. Um, yes? Uh, my my cousin, uh, big Blondie fan, she, she bought it thinking she was going to get Blondie, and she got something else, and she didn't listen to it as much. All right. But that doesn't mean that you... Uh, won't dig it. All right, cool. Here's last two. Here put we that, go. Put that right on top right of the middle. Last two. This is a uh, Steve Winwood. Uh, Refugees of the Heart. Never heard this album, but it was a buck. I like Steve Winwood. Okay. Got any, I, any thoughts? I have no opinion. On I, Steve I don't. Winwood. I don't have an opinion about Steve Winwood. My wife, however, strongly dislikes Steve Winwood. Put it in cool because, play pile. Uh, but I know you like Steve Winwood. I'm not going to take. Yeah, that but I've never heard one track off this, so I don't know if well, I will like this. But it. I will. Yeah, I'm not. I'm sorry. Uh, my my wife uh, despises Steve Winwood with a hatred of a thousand sons. Is there a reason why? Or is it yeah, just her mom stood would her up sing. Prom. <laughs> her mom would sing "Roll with It" when she was being driven to school every day. Mm, okay, roll with it, babe. Yeah, I would hate. I would yeah. hate that too. Yeah. Okay, here's the last one. Okay, this is uh, this is from the Elton John box set. It's disc four. <laughs> <laughs> And, but you laugh. But the reason I bought this is because disc four has the four tracks that were recorded specifically for the box set. And I don't well, have these why, tracks. Why would someone get rid of that? Are they like, oh, I don't know. I don't even know four of these no, they, songs. Disc two was there too. So obviously they oh. traded it all in. And, and instead of selling it as a complete set, well, they just sold the disc. <laughs> Although if it was all together for four bucks, I would have bought it just to have this disc. Yeah. Yeah. This has got... Yeah. Uh, does it have the everyone's you know turkey funny. on? Uh, this is funny. This is going to be funny. I think the days the song the Elton John song on Days of Thunder is "You Got to Love Someone," which is one of the four tracks on here. Mm. Okay, so you paid for it twice. You doubled up. Paid for it twice. Well, anyway, the stack this, the keep stack is 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 be, the keep stack is better. <laughs> now you've you've talked about buying new CDs before. Yeah. Um, are there ones that, so like I do the same thing. Are there any, and what I do is uh, I always look for a copy of the Breeders' Last Splash just to give away to people because I love that album so much and I see it regularly enough. I saw at least five copies of REM Monster, Monster today. Yeah. Yep. You should. You should just. We should just go to places and buy all of the Monster all the copies monsters. and have the and then just just reignite the the economy for Monster. <laughs> Cover a wall with them. Wasn't the, somebody did that with like Jerry Maguire? Yeah, there's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. The everything is terrible, guys. And yeah. they like opened a fake Jerry Maguire video store, <laughs> and they and would they just had copies of Jerry Maguire on VHS. VHS. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, and they great. they wouldn't let you rent them. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like a weird art thing. 
All right. Well, look, I enjoyed Jerry Maguire talk as much as any music comedy podcast fan. <laughs> uh, let's get into That's the That's JMT. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could end there, but we can't. We've played no, no music. No, 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 no. Uh, okay, so look, steve Yeah. Hob the Troll. Hello. Tell people what the topic is tonight. The topic is music from the Rust Belt. Rust Belt music. Or as I called it, Rust Belt bands. Yeah. Cool. I like, yeah, Rust Belt bands. Now, I looked up, I, you you told me, you gave me the definition of what you thought uh, the Rust Belt bands were. Let me read, I'm going to read you what you told me here. Yeah. Uh, the Rust Belt is New York State, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan, Indiana, Illinois, and Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Uh, bands, musicians that came out of factory towns, rural farmlands, and industrial areas in those states. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. Now, I think I might have, um, yeah, I have two that aren't from the Rust Belt, so I'm not going to play those. But if any of mine don't, you call me on it is what I want you to okay. do. Okay. Because I might, there might be a couple that I don't, that don't work for this. I want you to call me on it. All right. Uh, Just say no way, dude. Okay. That's bullshit. All right, you brought uh, you brought how many songs? Uh, I said I, I I told Kyle when I gave him the thing I pulled a Richardson and I gave uh, thirty two songs. Thirty two songs. Yeah. Do you want to start this thing out? Yeah, um, but can I talk about why I picked the topic? No. Okay. <laughs> yes. Why did you pick the topic? Well, of course that was our next you, thing. Where are you originally from? Pennsylvania. All right, and I am from uh, Michigan, Michigan originally. Kyle, where are you from? Also Pennsylvania. There you go. So we, that's part. It's part of the Rust Belt, and there's there's good music coming from there. And uh, to start off with, uh, um, uh, start off with music from your home uh, home state. Are we starting off playing music? Is that? Yeah, yeah. You can uh, you can do whatever you want. Uh, I thought I'd I'd, I'd honor you. Okay. With uh, 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 Pennsylvania's own. Just uh, fade this up on this. Oh, that's the guy. It's been a long, long time. You're such a sight. You're looking better than a body has a right to. Don't you know we're playing with the fire? But we can't stop this burning desire. Here we go again. It's perfect. Donnie Iris. Donnie Iris. Played my college. Yeah. St. Vincent College in Latrobe. We got Donnie Iris. I also played that because I thought you would have it on your list. <laughs> I uh, I don't have that song. Okay. So there you How go. How many Donnie Iris CDs were at Goodwill today? <laughs> What'd you say? How many, How many Donnie Iris CDs were at Goodwill today? They're They're very, gi- it's very hard to find Donnie yeah, Iris they're not CDs. giving those up. No. no people were keeping those. It is funny, like when the... It's funny, like when you... Uh, I, there's CDs I go and look for all the time, and you never find... Like there's... You just never find mm-hmm. them. Because people don't, they, they don't them. get rid of them. They yeah. don't get rid of them. But then, like we said, REM Monster. There's a fucking million of them. Which well, I don't understand. It's not a bad album. I no, I figured out why. Uh, that was um, you talked about Columbia House Records. That was the one that everybody I know who was on Columbia, who had the Columbia House, was doing that thing where they, you know, put in a false name. That was one of the ten CDs they got. Everybody I've ever talked to who've done who's done that, REM's monster was that was Read on that. that list. Where's that CD from? Uh, that's from BMG. It's the BMG record CD club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. Yeah, this has what's the frequency, Kenneth, on it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've given good. this a lot of thought. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't think the cover's terrible. 
No. It's a bear. It's not a monster. I think it's a cat. Is it a cat? It's a bear. Bear. I think it's a bear. What do you think it is? You decide. I always thought it was a cat. Uh, I thought it was a tiger. Which right. is, it's, again, the cover's open to interpretation. Because <laughs> it's orange. Yeah. Seems like everyone should like it because of that. Yeah. All right. I mean, green is yellow. So it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> That's true. All right, here we go. I thought we were talking about Coldplay again. <laughs> the band I'm playing first hails from Cleveland, Ohio. Oh. Does that count? Yeah, I hear that place rocks. <laughs> it's from an album called Heartland from 1980. This is the Michael Stanley Band. When you want Kyle to um, fade your song down, just yeah, he pointed at me normally, not dismissively. He was actually Good. excited. He was very like, nice. Yeah, I've, I've been practicing. Usually, people are like, <sighs> and you can play, you know, play as much. I mean, not as much as you want, but you right. know, play yeah. a little bit. We're gonna listen to this whole album, top <laughs> to bottom. <laughs> um, did, right. Now, uh, growing up in Pennsylvania, did you see a lot of? Did you go up to uh, did you leave the state to go to see concerts? No, no, never left the state. We would go pretty much only two places I would go were I would go to the uh, to Pittsburgh uh-huh. and go to the Civic Arena or the Stanley Theater, or I would go to sometimes some concert would come to the Johnstown War Memorial, which was closer. Uh-huh. And who did I see there? I saw I saw Cheap Trick for the first time with uh, Crocus opening, and then a couple months later I saw Ted Nugent there with Crocus opening. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. And then I saw uh, saw Yuri Lewis in the news open for Loverboy at the Johnstown War Memorial. Maybe those were the only concerts I saw at the Johnstown War Memorial. But to go to a concert, yeah, Pittsburgh's about two and a half hours away. Yeah. Now you can go, Penn State University brings a lot of people in now. But yeah. when, when it's I was like a, a lot of country, too, up there now. It, yeah, really? Like Toby Keith. Mm-hmm. Tim McGraw's coming through. Yeah. But right. like my parents went and saw Paul McCartney there. Yeah. Billy Joel come, has mm-hmm. come there. And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey guys, this is Pat, and I just want to let everyone know that we now have a Patreon page. You can find it at patreon.com forward slash Podcast. This is the best way to support the show. So go over there. The easiest tiers to do, $2 tier that gets you involved in winning any of the signed prizes that I uh, accumulate when we have guests on the show. $5 tier. Uh, you are automatically in the ASAP club, which means you'll get the episodes uh, right after they're recorded. And then there's a $10 tier that allows you to get bonus content that we upload weekly to the Patreon page. I am especially trying to reach out to the people out there that don't engage on social media, the people who aren't on Twitter and the people who aren't on Facebook. Uh, we see the numbers. We know that there's thousands of you listening. So, you know, if you get over there and you just sign up for the $2 tier, 
I call that a set it and forget it. You're not even going to miss that $2 out of your checking account or bank account every month, but it's going to really mean a lot to us. So again, go over to patreon.com forward slash rock solid podcast and uh, support the show. We would appreciate it. We love doing it and we love all you guys who listen. So thank you. Now back to the show. What about you? Where, how far did you have to, where did you have to travel in Michigan? So I was listening to the episode with uh, Alexi Lawless Mm -hmm. and he talked about going to Pine Knob and I grew up within walking distance. That's a sex act. No, it's not. Did you go to, you go to Pine Knob with uh, Rebecca? Sounds like a really painful sex act. It's not fun. (laughs) She sits on a pine cone and you maintain eye contact. Yeah, you take what you can get. (laughs) Sometimes there's spinning. So he, yes, ouch, ouch, ouch. Uh, okay, so he would go to Someone's Pine. Someone's bragging. Pine, um, Pine Knob. But yeah, I, I would walk there uh, sometimes. We we lived uh, up in You could in walk that, to Pine Knob? I could Knob. walk there. Uh, it was uh, along a dirt road. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would... Uh, Do you have a fishing rod? Right, right. <laughs> Barefoot. Uh, yep. <laughs> With my trusted dog. Uh, but we would go... Uh, uh, we'd always get lawn tickets mm-hmm. all the time. So I saw a bunch of yeah. concerts Those there. Those are great. And then uh, it was, it actually was, because it was just like uh, the rest of the venue would sell out, but you could always get lawn tickets because we, it was something because we lived so close and they didn't want mm. us to be complaining for the noise ordinance or whatever. But I saw a lot of concerts there and I saw a bunch of shows at like St. Andrew's Hall and I would go to, uh, I would get in fights with my parents about being able to drive to Detroit or drive to Pontiac to see to see shows. Right. So that when I uh, had, when I left to seek my fortune and go and see concerts, uh, I started doing it more often. And that's when I saw uh, this band, uh, which is, uh, we'll play now. Oh, that was on the wrong list. uh, (laughs) In a second. What this man needs Well, it seems to me That's a band called Blanche, and Blanche formed off of this other band called Goober and the Peas, which was a, a, a local Detroit cowpunk staple. Uh, they've uh, anybody who is from Detroit or the Metro Detroit area hearing that are very excited right now. Uh, yeah, Goober and the Peas uh, was a cowpunk band that the drummer later on in their inclination was Jack White. Oh, okay, and. Um, uh, Jack White's the best drummer in uh, in the White Stripes. That's right. Uh, and um, so in that band, the uh, banjo player is the bass player in the Raconteurs. Okay. And, I like that band. Uh, the pedal steel player, the guitarist, Dan Miller, um, Dan John Miller, and uh, pedal steel... Uh, they were on uh, the Van Leer Rose album as like the band. That's by Jack, that, okay. Oh, oh yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Jack White produced. Yes. Okay. So yeah, that's I just I I really like 
that band. You seem to have a musical knowledge. I do. That's very nice. Yeah. Who was the first band you ever saw in concert? First band I ever saw in concert was uh, that I well, that I wanted to go see, or that I yeah. uh, probably they might be Giants. All right, and who was the one that you didn't want to go see? Uh, uh, well, I went us being so close to Pine Knob. I've and for being only thirty five, I've seen the Grateful Dead three times. Wow. One of their shows might still be going on. Yeah, God. And Kyle, who was the first band you saw in concert? Neil Diamond. And how old were you at that point? I was in fifth grade. <laughs> Did you enjoy that show in fifth grade? No. Not at all? No, I, it was like my mom was supposed to go. It's like a waste of a ticket. Yeah, like my mom was supposed to go and she ended up having to like go somewhere for work. So my dad was like, oh, Kyle can just go. Ugh. Oh, it, never mind. It was, it, was, it was Elvis Costello and the band opening for it, uh, Crash Test Dummies. That was the first concert you ever saw? That like, well, that I was like, oh, I want to go see this concert. Because I liked Elvis Costello. Yeah. And I liked uh, uh, Crash Test They were probably hot at the time. They Crash were. Test and I'll never forget this. When Right before they uh, played their big hit, mm-hmm. 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 Uh, the lead singer said, we're going to, all right. And then the music started up. <laughs> it was so good. So, so much disdain <laughs> for his own song. <laughs> All right, yeah. All right. This so is so much a, disdain. He never wrote one like it again. No. But yeah, that band uh, was Blanche, mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. real good. Uh, yeah, I've never heard Blanche. They're they're real good. All right, my next band or group. It's a band. It's a guy's name, and then an ampersand, and then the band's name. Okay. They come from Philadelphia. All right. This is Tommy Conwell and the Young Rumblers. Have you heard of them? I've not. This is from an album called Guitar Trouble. This is I'm Seventeen. that on keyboard I'm 17 get off my I don't know back. Bruce Hornsby Oh okay you can tell now Yeah 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 17 nothing to do 17 I don't like you I'm 17 take care of myself What do you think of that song That's pretty good Kyle what about you Yeah it was good All right Where are they from are they from Pittsburgh or Philadelphia, it's Phil- what what, uh, what my notes tell me. Okay. So- Tommy Conwell is a U.S. guitarist, songwriter, and performer. He is best known as the frontman of the Philadelphia-based band, Tommy Conwell and the Young Rumblers. What's weird is that was their name before he joined. <laughs> they go, we need really it. Really coincidental. We're looking, or did he change his name to match the band? Like no, no, no. He was, nope, nope. Oh, the prophecy just, is fulfilled. Yeah, it's crazy. So let's, uh, let's stick with uh, uh, Philadelphia then. Okay. And Kyle, if you would go- Pardon me, that pizza. It's not good. It's not good. It was. It was. Wasn't it was. Good. I I appreciated it. Yeah, it's, it's keeping you know sustenance. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. Very pricey pizza tonight, Kyle. How much do you think those two pizzas were? Thirty dollars. Forty two bucks. Really? Yeah. They were. They were not forty two dollars. No way. In pizza. Get on Yelp if right you, now. If you were like, if you were like, they were five dollars each. I'd be like, oh, that's pretty good pizza, pizza for five dollars. The pizza that we get for poker once a month, the five dollar pizza that we get at Little Caesars, is just as satisfying as that was. Yeah. 
you should make the final decision after you reheat it. Because oh. sometimes it's 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 not good the first Look, time, but then. But if the reheatability is phenomenal, it's still not worth the initial forty four dollars. No, no, no. You Why know, I, I get a frozen I get a frozen California pizza kitchen pizza, and it's phenomenal. Yeah, I feel like I wasted money tonight. I feel like that money could have been better spent at the Goodwill. <laughs> at the Goodwill, you could add forty two CDs. You could forty. I could have you forty copies. You could have some. I could. Complete my Coldplay collection. You threw $4 away for that Coldplay joke. Uh. That's not a joke. I like, I like at least two songs off each wow. one of those. Right. I like the Coldplay hits. But let's... Okay. <laughs> Kyle might have just defecated <laughs> in his jeans. Kyle um, sporting uh, tonight, Kyle, you're wearing a Nightwing t-shirt. I am. What's on your shirt? I can't make uh, that It up. is a uh, T-Rex skull, and mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, a shirt from the... The Pyramid Scheme, which is a uh, concert venue and pinball uh, venue mm-hmm. in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. It's real great. A lot of lot of story about a T-shirt. Did <laughs> a lot of stuff. Okay. Uh, the other the other day, some guy goes, "Hey, Nightwing," and pointed to my shirt. So you've been wearing from across that the street. How many times you wear? Well, I say shirt? the other day. I mean, like two weeks ago, probably. And what did you say? Did you give him a nod? I just went, like just a wave. Was your finger? <laughs> it is a good shirt. So. Kyle, um, on my list there, the second PA song. Oh, uh, I gotta bring that up. I'm sorry. No, it's I'm, no, it's okay. I'll just point. That's, well, I'll just point to you. That's not annoying. I'll just point it right here. Okay. Yeah. 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 Here's what Speaking I do. Speaking of, uh, here's what I do with my beer bottle. So meanwhile, while that was going on in uh, in Philly, this this was also going on. Okay. In Philly. Yeah, uh, the Dead Milkman. The Dead Milkman. Yeah, I don't know. I I know the name, but I don't know their tunes. They had uh, the their hit was Punk Rock Girl. Okay, and that was the first one of the first CDs I bought was Big Lizard in my backyard, and I liked it because that was when they first started putting warning labels on records. Okay, and they hadn't put it on there, and you got a lot of swears for that album. Not bad. It's just yeah. It says fuck a whole bunch. Do they have a? Uh, are they still around? Are they still active? Yeah, they're uh, Rodney Anonymous, uh, who's been on the Hobcast. Uh, he does a show called Rodney Anonymous tells you how to live, and he does shows and they do stuff from time to time. It, now I don't. Is he one of the? He's one of yes, the. Yes, he's members. one of. He's the lead singer. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's a good gift for you then. Yeah, congratulations. We talked about Dungeons and Dragons. Kyle, do you play any Dungeons and Dragons? Um, I have. But I don't have a group or whatever. All right, to play. we're doing, we're going to uh, do a roll twenty, and we're going to pathfinder you in. Okay. All right. Okay. Look, I can't believe you live with a, a very uh, nice lady, Kyle. Yeah. And I can't believe that you've been married for five years. With this talk of the Dungeons and the Dragons. Well, maybe if you uh, stop buying so many Coldplay albums, you could have <laughs> mm, fun. I've been married twenty years. <laughs> okay. I don't know if this band counts. <laughs> Does Flint, Michigan count? It does. Okay, then let's hear a little bit of... They might have rust in their water. Let's hear a little... (laughs) (laughs) 
Kyle on fire. <laughs> Let's hear a little. So is the water. Grand Funk Railroad, <laughs> bad time. And their urine. heard that song for so long it sounds great yeah that's a good tune it's uh it's really i listen to the show on headphones mm-hmm. and it, it gives me a, a better appreciation because a lot of these times i've only heard the songs on the radio yeah 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 I, li- I listening to music i mean this is really the only time we do it with these type of headphones but man music sounds great in the headphones yeah. Kyle, you wear earbuds though when we do this yeah you don't like an over-the-ear headphone they make my ears sweaty these these are good though they They're do sound rated, good. Yeah. All right. Cool. Because, but, but see, when I wear, the, there's been a time or two I've had to wear earbuds for some reason, and the sound outside bleeds into. No, these are snug. <laughs> <laughs> these are snug All in right. the in the eardrum. All right. Snug is the word of the day. What do you uh, <laughs> snug? What do you do while you're listening to the podcast? Uh, I have a long commute, <laughs> and uh, you jerk it. No, uh, like <laughs> only when Murray's train on. or I I drive you drive with the earbuds, uh, <laughs> drive yeah. with the headphones on. Yeah, no, is that true? Yeah, you drive with the earbud in. Yeah, all right. You can't play. You don't have like a Bluetooth. You can play it through the car. Speaker. I drive a 1999 Buick Century. I'm not gonna. I'm not judging. If, it, if the car runs, it runs. I'm not a car guy. Yeah. So if I, I'll I'll keep the same car until it stops running. No, I I um. And I, even after with the, with your last car, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I listen to no, I I, I listen with uh, with earbuds, and then yeah. All right, good. I appreciate you listening. Yeah, thank you. How did you find the podcast? Uh, I uh, I listen to uh, the way I listen to podcasts. I, I I pick up like oh, I like this guest on this show. Okay, I'm gonna check out what they do, and then oftentimes I'll I'll, le- I'll listen to that more than I listen to the other show. <laughs> And sometimes you just go, oh, yeah, I don't like what they do. I only like what they do when they're on that show. Sometimes. Yeah. That's it depends. Cool. Well, thank you. How, and when did, how long have you been listening? I was thinking about that. Um, I don't... Did I don't, you listen when he show, Who Shall Not Be Named was no, on? Okay. No. And I've called in a couple of times. <laughs> you leave a message I've that called, Kyle doesn't check? <laughs> yeah. I called in once, and uh, I, th- I, had been, uh, I had been drinking... And I suggested you play songs that nobody likes. <laughs> Just, and then, <laughs> I would love to do that show. <laughs> no, because you did. Because you did the one uh, uh, with your daughter, where it's like I'll play stuff that I know this person. That yes, you yes, like. yes. I would love if you did that with the other rock solid co-hosts. That would be cool. Just well, have a month of that. <laughs> I don't think April likes anything I play. Unless we do like, yeah, unless dude. it's like Huey Lewis yeah. or like, unless it's like Elton John, yeah, Elton John or Elvis Costello or something. But that's interesting. Play songs that nobody likes. <laughs> like even the person playing it doesn't like. It. Right. You should, just, you should just the worst. You want us to just play a whole episode of the worst songs we could possibly find. You should do this. Uh, Murray listens, so it's going to be ruined by the time. But you should do this with Murray mm-hmm. and only bring Rusty Cow clips. <laughs> 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 That would be funny. <laughs> I think 
No, I think I got to this show because of uh, April Richardson. Okay. Um, Did you listen to um, her her podcast? Go Bayside. Yeah. Well, it was it was she was a guest on something else, and I listened to Go Bayside too, mm-hmm. and I found that you know from following uh, Paul F. Tompkins. So it was just like you know just just collecting a bunch of stuff, and then right, you go cool. on a road trip and you listen to st- uh, one episode to another, and yeah. How many podcasts do you listen to? Um, a couple dozen. Couple dozen, but only in I'll, like I'll save some up for. Mm-hmm. Oh, I haven't listened to this for a month. I'll go through and only listen to that, and then and then you'll binge it. Yeah, and then I listen to, but I listen to Rock Solid every time it comes out. Well, that's very nice of you. Are there are? So, do you? <laughs> so dismissive. Of I, I didn't mean it to be. I didn't mean. <laughs> oh, it to that be. was very nice of you. Okay, I didn't, uh, mean, I didn't mean it to sound like that. Not even looking at me, flipping me off. Well, I didn't even. I didn't even mean it to be. Um, when you um. Do you mind if our episodes are long sometimes? No, I don't. Okay, so you're not one of the guys that will send me an email and tell me the episodes are too long. Fuck that. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I was late to work. <laughs> I got fired. I, I <laughs> sat in my car and just listened to the podcast. I, I was like, it's not over. I can't. I got. Way to go. I'm sitting in the fire truck. They're my, going. I, my we wife, gotta go. My Wait, wife the left podcast me. not over. My wife left me, and my teenage daughter got pregnant. <laughs> All because of your podcast. When I go to get chicken wings, right, and mm-hmm. I order, and I order an eight piece, mm-hmm. uh, and I find an extra wing in there, you get nine wings. That's a action. treat. Yeah, that's a treat. It's like, oh my god, oh, you don't you don't complain? No, hey, I got nine. It's a treat. Yeah, I really even only wanted six. Now look, in a, in the perfect world, I would I would like these episodes to be ninety minutes long, but that doesn't happen often. No, <laughs> you know. Well, originally, we have- when we started, we we uh, we decided it would be forty five minutes long because that was basically the side of what an album was right. when we grew up. But man, forty five was not fun. We're at forty eight now. We're at forty eight okay. now. We played two songs and listed off twenty CDs that Who's, we bought. Who's turn is it? My turn. Because I played Bad Time. Okay. Grand Funk Railroad. Now I lived in Flint. I lived in downtown Flint for for a couple of years. Did my laundry there last week? It came out all filthy. It's. Uh, did you ever see Michael Moore? No, but <laughs> I the, did stand up in Flint, Michigan, a couple of times. Where at? Do you don't you know probably, it was the probably like it didn't know. It was probably it was probably like at a, at a, at a, at a restaurant, like Churchill's, they, maybe, maybe, yeah, where they just throw up okay. a stage and yeah, light yeah, and yeah. go go at it, funny man, yeah, and uh, stayed at a horrible motel there. I lived there for a long time and. Uh, the water's been a problem for longer than people have been talking about it. Wow. I had a cat that got really sick and died because the water was messed up. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. It's I and I had friends who now now they're now they're fighting the good fight and like now people know about it. Mm-hmm. But it's just we're gonna we're gonna solve all of Flint's problems by doing a poetry slam in the white part of town. <laughs> No oh, man, you gotta. You, but you know they've they've. What what is it about Flint though? Oh. They, they, Flint doesn't seem to have a good history on anything. It used to be great. It used to be fantastic before the audio industry uh, pulled out, mm-hmm. and it's kind of why I was thinking about this this topic is the Rust Belt. You know, just uh, a boom town, mm-hmm. and then the whatever happens like stops and everything dries up but then everybody's uh got this fire under their ass they want to do something cool mm-hmm. and they like what else are we going to do we're going to we're going to we're going to form a band we're going to play some music and people who are you know upset are going to soak it up because yeah I'm angry about that too and I want to see I want to be entertained why well, yeah. I keep thinking about Flint Michigan is what I 
what goes in my head is like you would go let's just let's just move but then you can't afford to you can't because the property value is probably zero because who wants to buy a house in flint michigan with the water you can't it's it's really hard to escape and uh yeah i i i have friends who are still there and they're doing the best they can they're helping out as much as they can uh but um like uh, yeah i i i i was living there and uh yeah I mean, I, I, I had know. to. I had. I had to leave because I was basically homeless, and I couldn't even afford to live in Flint. Yeah, I mean, how? I mean, I'm talking Obama here. How did? How did we not? It's been fix like this? that before. It yeah. was like that way before, and yeah. All right. Well, let's hear some music to make us feel better okay. after that uh, downer. All right. We're gonna go to my. I'm gonna point to. Ah, shit. Jeez, just throw your computer. Around. This song right here. Okay. I uh, figured this might be on your list. You can just call the song out okay. if you want to. You can just say it. You uh, to... This is this is Bob Seger, who played... And, the, and the, Bob Seger in, a, in the Silver, Silver Bullet, Bullet Band? Band? Yeah. It's not the Bob Seger system? No. It's not Bob Seger solo? Uh, I don't know. Just this play... is Silver Bullet Band? Just play it. Okay. Please. I'm sorry that was dismissive. So, this song... I know it's late. Yeah. I know you're weary. This song, it's... I, rem- I I just picture a lot of the people I would see in Flint just, just like this, this is from Stranger in Town. Yeah, just just talking to the to the to the barmaid who's just trying to like I'm just washing up. I just want to leave. He's like, no, I, I I got nowhere to go. This is definitely a slow dance song at the YMCA. It's dance. A real sad. This is a real real fucking sad slow dance because yeah. the the lyrics are so goddamn sad. I'm not thinking about the lyrics on slow dancing. Oh, yeah, get a boner. <laughs> or you are thinking about the lyrics to not get a boner. Yeah, get a boner. This this guy's got a boner and he's just trying to do anything. Just why don't, just is, just stay. Is why don't Bob, you just stay? Is this Bob Seger and the Silver Boner Band? <laughs> so far away. Come on. We got nothing that's else a, going that's on. That's how you kill a werewolf. To, yeah. Silver boner. <laughs> Silver boner in the ass. Who needs tomorrow? Oh! <laughs> We've got tonight. All right, let's, 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 let's fade that out. Why don't you stay? Yeah, why don't you stay? Uh, this uh, this next band I'm going to play, this is one of my favorite. Uh, I was love that it. on your list? No, I didn't play any Seeger. I don't have any Seeger on my list. There was stuff that I left off because Couldn't I figured find you'd... <laughs> don't do it. Never, never. Anyone who comes on to host that's never hosted, don't worry about what you think I might play. Okay. Don't worry about him. Except you, for the you next saw time. what he bought it. Goodwill, <laughs> he could be... Even, yeah, even uh, even Seagull say, I think we're going to have a lot of crossovers. Like, don't worry about it. Just pick whatever you want to play. Is, is there a crossover sting? Uh, do we we have don't have one? a crossover sting. No. No. Is that, we don't. Is that something we could do? Why don't you make it up and send it to us? <laughs> you know I'll do it. I was gonna put it out there. I was gonna get a list of stings and tell people if you want to make these, send them to me. We'll can we get them. a sting? Sting? A sting? Sting? <laughs> just says something pretentious. Okay, this band is from. Tell me if this works for you, Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> yes. This band's I fronted. You already played from Cleveland. I know. I'm just double checking. Oh. Uh, this band is fronted by an artist I really love. If I'm ever in Ohio and do we do a live show, this guy will be my guest because he still lives in Ohio. This is Eric Carmen and his band, The Raspberries. If we were on time, we wouldn't have to be worried tonight. Baby, oh, oh, I want to be with you so fast. Yeah, I want to 
you were laughing a little bit when I played uh, the Raspberries. What's up with you? Uh, I just didn't know that was the name of Eric Kerman's band. Yeah, the Raspberries. Okay. I just didn't know. You don't like raspberries? No, I, I do. I actually don't. You don't? No. Nope. I like blueberries. I don't like blueberries. Hmm. I like things that are we artificially... Wouldn't be we would not be friends. I, don't, I like things that are artificially blueberry flavored. Yeah, blueberries aren't really a blue food, too. Don't tell me they're blue. They're not Purple. really blue. Purple. There's no blue yeah. food, is there? No, I mean, they have blue raspberry, which is made up, too. Yeah, that's just a... Uh, that's bullshit. God yeah. damn it. What do you uh, got for us? That was from... Uh, all right, so going with Ohio, uh, this is a, an Ohio band. Uh, okay. This is uh, one of uh, very... Um, what's the word? Prolific Ohio band. Oh, okay. Uh, guided by Voices. Oh, these... These guys have 24 studio yeah. albums. Yeah. And um, since 87, 24 studio al- yeah. albums. They do a, they have a song that Glenn Campbell covered uh-huh. called Hold On Hope. Yeah. See if it's in there, Kyle. It might be in there. Just type in Hold On Hope. When I first, it's phenomenal. When I first heard Downed, the song Downed, mm-hmm. it was their cover of it. I didn't know that it was a cheap trick song until I heard <sighs> your uh Cheap Trick episode. Hold on. It's not in any Glenn Campbell in there at all? Does, uh, does, probably, but... Let me see. We would listen to Rhinestone Cowboy? <laughs> no. But yeah... Uh, not in there, huh? Every so often I get on... Uh, well, I'll, I'll do a, a Facebook post where people can only make uh, Guided by Voices jokes <laughs> referencing the, the names of the songs. And surprisingly, a lot of people... Uh, participate quite often when I do that. They're like, yeah. oh, this is happening. Yeah. Because they have so many goddamn albums and songs. You can just be like, okay, has he has he done this yet? Three, right. three albums in 2012. Yeah. That's great. I mean, I, w- I wish some of my bands would release that many now, albums. Now, not everything they do is fantastic. A lot of it's just, you know, just stuff you know, to listen to in the back, but it's still real good. That's the thing. Would I rather have a great album every four or five years, or would I rather have an album that I like four, three or four songs off every year. I think I would rather have a lot of material. Yeah, it's also... Because I don't like the, the weight. Also, a lot of times you go through, back through your catalogs, mm-hmm. yeah. and you discover something that you're like, I didn't really like this, but now I'm, I but really now like yeah, this. So yeah. like, you would have a lot more to do that with. And it's, a great, it's, a, it's a great band to do that too, yeah. All right, my next... Uh, my next guy, this guy is from Pittsburgh. This is Norman Nardini. He's with uh, Norman Nardini and the Tigers. He played my college. This is a guy, like, everyone, every time would be like, who are we going to get to play? Let's get Norman Nardini. This guy kills it. I mean, he was so good, but he's literally, and he still lives in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. He still plays shows every weekend around, you know, the Starlight Lounge, all these, all these places in Pittsburgh. 
He he released two albums on Columbia Records, but you know didn't do anything. His his stuff you can't find it at all. So in 2009 he re-recorded all of his songs so he could like you know get it out there. Again. And does he still have it? Does he still have the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he still good? Yeah, yeah. He's great. And this is a. It's just. And it's just like. It's just rock and roll. It's just bar rock and roll. But he sings original songs. And this song is called "Ready Freddy." Control. He's a little skinny dude, man, and he would he would fucking kick ass. I mean, he gave by the end of the night, he you know no shirt, sweaty, just. But every time I saw him, he gave one hundred. I hate this saying one hundred ten percent. Yeah, but amazing. If he was playing in L.A. tomorrow, yes, I would go. I would yeah. go. I would go. Are you kidding me? Norman Ardini's playing in L.A. Okay. So um, yeah, he's a working musician. Kyle's on his website. It's not a good website. Oh, it's is, better is, than I thought it would be. Is it still? Is it up? Actually, is it I working? think I think they changed it just from when I looked this past week. To be honest, that's no, him. That's Norman Ardini. Oh, okay. He's still a little skinny guy. He's like five foot two. Now speaking of skinny guys, when I and uh, this, uh, I'm going to turn into David Wilde here. I'm going to drop some names. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, uh, Iggy Pop. Mm-hmm. He's only as tall as me. Really? Yeah. Um, there's, you can look on the web. You can find a picture of uh, April and Iggy Pop. Yeah, he's he's only as tall as me. How tall are you? I'm I'm five four. All right. And uh, meanwhile, Jack White six five. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you'd think it'd be the other way around. Yeah, he seems like Jack a really Jack White is six five. Yeah. And well, I then, once uh, Jack White could probably walk in this room, and I wouldn't know it was Jack White because I wouldn't ex- be expecting him to be six five. Why? Because you couldn't see his face. Right. Too high up. Clouds. It's some- <laughs> It's something Six like that. He's, he's, he's a tall motherfucker. Um, uh, I used to do um, merch for bands and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and I was helping him, uh, Iggy Pop and Jack White, figure out a bagel toasting machine. Wait, they were on the build together? Uh, it was the... Re- well, the Wreck and Tours were playing. Okay. And I was like, yeah, oh, Iggy Pop's here, but Brendan Benson is also in that band, and I'm a big Brendan Benson fan. And I turned into the the Chris Farley trope of just like, uh, look, uh, are you gonna put out your 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 singles? Are they gonna be available at your show, or can you, like, uh, have them for sale on your website? And um, yeah, he was like, could you could you toast my everything bagel, please? Right, we're just trying to figure out how it worked. Did you uh, did you did you ask for a picture or anything? No, no, you're not that kind of a fan. I mean, I can be, but. It, I, I I get more mileage out of the story than just showing the picture. Does that make sense? Do you get? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. A picture is like proof, though. Yeah, picture is like big time proof. Do you get nervous in front of uh, celebrities? Yeah, you do. Yeah, it depends. I was only ever starstruck once, and it wasn't someone I thought that I would be starstruck by because I've, I've met a lot of people, mm-hmm. met, seen a yeah. lot of people, all that kind of stuff. One night we were at the uh, House of Blues watching Toto, this is about 15 years ago, 
And um, friend that I'm with uh, comes back from the bathroom. He says, Eddie Van Halen is out on the patio smoking. I go, I'm going to go meet Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> yeah. So I walk over to the patio door. And uh, he was with Gary Sharon because that was when they were, they, I don't think that album had come out yet. Mm-hmm. So they were recording it, I think. But everyone knew that they were whatever. And um, Gary Sharon comes through first. And I go, hey, Gary. <laughs> and he goes, uh, hey, man. And I was like, in my head, I'm like, why the fuck did I say that? It's fucking weird. And then Eddie Van Halen came and he had no shirt on. He had bibbed overalls mm-hmm. with no shirt. Like right. he just got, walked out of the, uh, of the Panama video. <laughs> and I literally... I was just like, oh, uh, uh. I yeah. couldn't talk. I was so, it was the weirdest thing. It was yeah. the weirdest thing because I didn't know that I was going to be lock jawed because of Eddie Van Halen. I've met Paul Stanley and Neil Sean from Germany. I've met all kinds of people. I was like, who mm-hmm. knew? I like Van Halen. They're not my number one band. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just so strange. So anyway, yeah, it's my stupid story. It's not, I like it. You, um, so is it my turn? It's your turn. All right, so... This is a band that uh, A-Bombs, Andrew Rich, he had posted uh, this on the notes for when you and Sarah... He loves had, that nickname, too. We figured it out. He loves it. Uh, hey, he, man. I have no idea if he likes it. Uh, hey, hey, A-Bombs. Uh, po- <laughs> he'd posted this <laughs> uh, as one of the bands that uh-huh. might be... And I wasn't sure if he was trying to like bridge the gap between mm-hmm. you and your daughter or that whatever. This is Electric Six. All right. Oh, yeah. Uh, I buy the drugs. Where are they from? Detroit. All right. Have you ever smelled the clothes, the sexy clothes? Have you ever gotten to know her like I do? Have you ever reversed roads, gave up control, stayed home and let your woman them before no that's yeah. great andrew rich has they're real good an amazing eclectic taste in music they yeah. had a popular song like maybe 10 years ago now called gay bar yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that like would play on like everything like a lot of trailers he used yep. it and it was on like all the guitar hero games and stuff like that and then they had another song uh, danger high voltage that oh, was okay. making the rounds there too i, think I remember that high like, voltage yeah <laughs> sharon osborne's here <laughs> Look, Daddy, I uh, one night the voltage got so high that I pulled the plug on Iron Maiden. Fuck them, Daddy. It's like it's starting to go into like Sharon Osbourne and uh, a little bit of Yoko Ono, like in the cadence. Kiss, kiss, kiss me, Daddy. Oh, Yoko. I don't know that man. That was a good John Lennon. Thanks from the grave. From the. Is he in heaven or is my, he in hell? My friend was telling me yesterday he used to work at... Uh, hell? Yeah, he used to work <laughs> in hell. He used to work at the Arclight, and one time Paul McCartney came to the Arclight at like 10 a.m., like an hour before they opened, mm-hmm. and was like pulling on the door and very confused <laughs> as to why it wouldn't open, and yeah. they were like, can 
they're like, is that Paul McCartney? So like, can we help you? And he's like, oh, I just wanted to see a movie. And they're like, oh, well, we're not open yet, but you can hang out. And then he was like, they were like trying to open. And he kept like asking him about like what movies were good. And they're like, we're trying to think like what movie would Paul McCartney want to see? Anything. He's just so a, he's just like, why? He's, he's like walking like around. If I may, someone's knocking at the door. Open it up. Let <laughs> him in. in. <laughs> uh, yeah. M- McCartney gets right in there. Free ticket. Everything. Give him a popcorn. I also saw Ringo Starr and his all-star band at Pine Knob. I have not seen that yet. I got to go this year because he's got a great... His all-star band right now, he's had him locked in, I think, for four or five years now. Uh, my lineup, uh, I remember Joe Walsh, Burton Cummings, I think Todd Rundgren. Yep. Well, Rundgren and uh, Walsh are still there. Yeah. Burton Cummings, that's amazing. Yeah. He sing These Eyes? Yeah. Great. I love him. Yeah. I love that guy. Okay, I don't think my next guy counts. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna tell you where they hail from. All right, and you tell me. Okay. If they don't count, I move on. Okay. Rhode Island. Mm, no. no. Okay. No. I don't think there's any industry there. Okay. I'm curious to hear what band it is, though. Well, apologies. We're not gonna play. Okay. Apologies to John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band. <laughs> Constant apologies. Don't. Okay. So I'm gonna move on then. All right. This band is from Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. This is the James Gang. All right. Play it, Kyle. Joe Walsh. You just yeah, 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 Kyle, how are you with the songs tonight that we're playing? I'm fine. All right. Anything really grabbing you, or are you just uh, so-so? I'm, I'm fine. All right. Need another beer? No. I'm you don't okay. like the Blue Moon. Is that true? You don't like Blue Moon? Um, I used to like it, and then I don't know if they changed it or if I just don't like it anymore. Okay. Orange uh, Oranges are out of season? Yeah. I, I don't I put an orange in my beer. Isn't that what you're supposed to do with Blue Moon? Yeah, like a wedge. Yeah, I don't do that, though. Not putting an orange in my beer. I mean, you put an orange wedge in anything, it tastes like orange. <laughs> That's what like yeah, I don't want my beer to taste orange. Oh, okay. I don't want it to taste like beer either. I don't like do you the put taste a, of beer. Do you put a lime in your corona? How about in your coconut? Uh, I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> it's only well you have to t- consult a doctor before you do that, for heaven's sakes. <laughs> God, call me in the morning, right? Yeah. Your turn. Okay. Enough fucking around. <laughs> All right. We're uh, four hours in. Okay. So this band. Uh, you want to do? We're not that deep in right now. Are we? What yeah, are we at? Six minutes. <laughs> wow. One an hour, a, an hour and ten. An <laughs> hour and ten minutes. That's not bad. How many more songs do you have going on? It's hot up here. I'm sorry if it's getting hot in this room, but if I turn the air conditioner on, the thing's going to sound like your podcast. So I don't want to. Yeah. Do sorry. <laughs> my podcast does sound like shit a lot of times. Uh, just that was, that's my. That's one of my no. pro tips. Yeah, it it is, and I've got a. It's what it is is when when I switched over to the new Mac, mm-hmm. it the GarageBand. I'm not used to it, and I had to relearn everything, and I'm not used to everything, and sometimes it's it's late, so I'm just like, ah, just yeah. put it out. People will listen to it or tell me that they listen to it. That's my fear. We have the uh, we have an old computer there and the old GarageBand, I don't, and I was told not to use the new GarageBand. It's not good. Yeah. I don't like I'm it. I'm nervous about it. Um, Anything happens and we have to get an upgrade. Yeah. Finally got that thing working again. Well, I think you can get 
one of that model for not too much money mm. if you if you shop around. That one's still get, working. Or get it or get something wiped. The only thing yeah. that, the only thing that's on that this is the only thing we do with that computer. Like there's nothing on that computer. Then you should be fine. I hope so. All right. Um Tech what, Talk. <laughs> Tech Talk. What are you in the mood for? What are you in the mood for? Uh what so, state? So, do you have a state? We haven't done we haven't done uh, Indiana. Indiana. Okay. So uh with not only is, is some good music coming from there's there's a one song from Indiana there on my list. All right, I'll find uh it. it's the Ink Spots. Okay. Uh I listen to a lot of uh, old Motown and also like old R and B and stuff because I like it. Old timey music. It's a beautiful song. My prayer is to linger with you at the end of the day in a dream that's divine. You know what this is? This is making out with a Christian girl in the back of a car at a 4-H meeting. This is uh, until she finds out the band is colored and then she calls you wicked. You put this music on, you definitely go with the word high knob. <laughs> and your lips closed. Do you play the Fallout games? I don't. But they that's like they have one of their other songs, I don't want to set the world on fire is in Fallout Three. And they have like it's like all that type of music, yeah. which is awesome. It's it's really it's really good and I don't wanna rest on just listening to rock all the time. It's a good uh mm-hmm. yeah. I've been listening to an album of uh, an album of, an album a day. Yeah, and um, I, whenever it's not like a rock album, whether it's something like a little mellow, uh, sometimes there's a little venom on the Facebook page. <laughs> What's it? Hey, fuck you! It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, come on, dude. My mom, uh, so when you when can't be white snake every day, guys. Just, just do Anya for like seven days <laughs> in a row. And I've been trying not to repeat an artist yet. I mean, eventually I'll have to, but I've been really trying not to. When you did the listener thing where you just had people give numbers. Yes, that was I, cool. I, I suggested something and you wanted it with Toto and you didn't like that album. No, I hate that album. But I got to sell that actually. I got to pull that out and sell it. But my mom suggested uh, something which was Rod Stewart, which is her favorite. She's not a listener. Her favorite's Rod Stewart. But she she loves Rod Stewart. Yeah, she was very excited about that. Yeah, does she have that album? I'm sure she does. Yeah, it's good time. Or she's she's listened to it. I don't know if she buys albums anymore or yeah, what. Yeah, that, that Toto album. I mean, I love Toto, but that might be the Toto album I don't like. Sorry about that. I do not need that. If I was one... I don't need that. Let me tell you, look, I'm going to tell you something. I which, love, what's your favorite Toto album, Bruce? Oh. <laughs> they got, they got like twelve, thirteen goddamn albums. I was like the first one, not bad. Like that one, the second one's Hydra. It's got ninety nine on it. I don't know what the fuck that's about. This ain't ninety nine. I've been weighed. I don't know. And then the second one's good. And then the oh, I think I got it. Ask me again. All right, what's your favorite Toto album, Bruce? My favorite Toto album would be one, two, three, Toto four. <laughs> Did you just play a song? Yeah. yeah, you did. Ink spots. It was. It's one thing to hear that on the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to witness it in person. Because I tie a bandana around my head and I dance with Courtney Cox when I do it. Right over the. Uh, you tie it right over the over the head headphones. Look at that. What's up there? Is there an autograph album above your head over there? Yep. Who signed that? Roger Waters. 
No. Over that. We look a little further. Uh, let's see. Above oh, the door. Above the door. Jackson Brown. Oh, no. Keep looking. Tom Petty. Oh, Jesus. One more. Bruce Springsteen. Yes, thank you. Um, this band is from Detroit, Michigan. Does that count? Yes, it does. This band is The Romantics. It's from the album In Heat. And I love this song. This is one in a million. Yeah. Oh, come on, dude. Something about you Makes me want to keep on loving you When I'm without you I feel I need you back in my arms I get a sensation I feel whenever I'm around you You're my inspiration I don't like the romantics that much, though. I like a handful of songs. Did they? They also did the "What I Like About You" song, right? Never heard that one. Okay, it's no, a deep cut. It's a B side. Yeah. And they also did uh, "I Hear the Secrets That You Keep." Yes, when yes, you're yes. Talking in your sleep. So this is like I think this is like their third biggest song, but I like this one a lot because I guess maybe because I haven't heard it a million times. Now are they still playing? They do still play. Yeah, they just toured. Uh, when was it? I think it, like a year and a half ago. It was like uh, Rick Springfield, Loverboy, and the Romantics. Have you ever thought of putting together a tour, or just a venue where like Rock Solid presents, and then you pick your favorite bands to in, play? In my in my dreams, fantasy, I thought about doing why that. aren't we starting that <laughs> right now? Yeah, to raise money for charity, charity charity concert. Yeah, like when Wayne's World did it. They did Wayne right. Stock. Yeah. I mean, those were just two guys in their basement. That's right. And the guy from With Nail and I. That's true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I'll think about it. I'll think about it. There are worse ideas. I didn't say it was a bad idea. Okay. I said I'd think about there it. There are worse ideas, like Live Aid. <laughs> and Farm Aid. Farm Aid. How many of those are they going to do? When are we going to find a cure for farms? <laughs> Plague in this country. They're still out there. Farms, they can't think of how many houses we could have, <laughs> and they'd all be pink. Yeah, <laughs> your turn, buddy. All right, uh, I this... call you buddy. Thanks, thanks, pal. Uh, this next is by uh, uh, another band from Michigan. This is a uh, well, uh, solo artist from Michigan. This is Brendan Benson. Somebody had called in on the rock solid line and recommended this, and I don't think I don't think you've ever played it, but uh, let's, let's play it. Did you recommend it? No, it wasn't me. I think Christy Stratton would really like this. This is cool. Yeah, it has that kind of like Cars feel. Yeah, but he's he's also one, the other singer and songwriter in the Reconteurs. Okay. But his solo stuff is just amazing. I love it so much. And yeah, one of the only people uh, I got really starstruck by was, was, was Brendan Benson. And that's when Iggy Pop was in the room. That's wild. And yeah. that guy's in the Reconteurs. Yeah. I love those two albums, those Rack and yeah. albums. You'd, you'd love Brendan Benson. It's it's solid pop. It's solid pop rock. How many albums does he have? 
Um, Only 30. <laughs> um, you think it's like, guided, like guided by Benson's? Five or six, I think. I like his podcast, Benson's Love M- Music. I love his show, Benson. Or is that a movie? <laughs> I do like that. Uh, six solo albums. Wow, that's a ton. From what to what? Uh, n- first one I heard, well, One Mississippi was like 1996. Please tell me that his second album is called <laughs> Two Mississippi. <laughs> it's called uh, La Palco. And then, uh, and then Three Mississippi. Right. All right. Let me ask you if this counts. Yep. This band is from the steel mill town of Mingo Junction, Ohio. Yes, sir. Hit me with some wild cherry, Kyle. Let's do it. Two hit blunder. I believe so. Because this would definitely be a two hit blunder. Because uh, this went to number one, and the song after that was called "Baby Don't Know You." Went to forty three. <laughs> That's a dip. This was in nineteen seventy six, and then you know what? I'm going to bring it full circle here. In seventy eight through seventy nine, uh, Donny Iris played guitar oh. and vocals in this band. Yeah. How about that? It's very good. How old Donny Iris is? Let me click on this. I'm gonna tell what, you what, while you're doing that. 74 years old. Donnie Iris is 74 years old. Holy crap. Well, uh, dude from, well, Jay Giles was 71. 71, but you add three to that, 74. Right. Jay Giles. Rock and peace. I've always wanted to say that. Rock and peace, Jay Giles. Rock, they... They were touring. The Jay Giles. What? I've always wanted to say that. To say you can say you, you can, like, Oh, they're dead. Rocket piece. You, know, always, you can yeah. say it anytime you right, want. I know, but now, now lots of people can hear me say that. By the uh, way, uh, Rock and Peace to John Wetton from Asia on the um, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, induction ceremony. They did a tribute to him. Spelled his name wrong. Oh, J O N. Well, uh, J O N. It's J O H N. What were you gonna say? Uh, I saw someone, I think it was Rich Tackenberg, mm-hmm. posted that w- what's sadder, Jake Isles dying or all the news outlets using pictures of Peter Wolf? Oh. <laughs> what's sadder is uh, the Jake Isles band has been touring. They, they kicked Jake Isles out of the band. <laughs> They've been touring. The past five years they tour, Jake Isles isn't in the band. <laughs> That's pretty rough. Yeah. And then when Peter Wolf tweets out, you know, we made some great music, and I'm like, You've been performing in the Jay Giles band without Jay Giles. Sad. <laughs> what do you got for us, Steve-O? All right, so you... Or as I call you, Steve-O. Yep. That was pretty... <laughs> hey, Pat, that was pretty funky. Let's keep that funk going with... Uh, <laughs> God damn it. Uh, let's do... Um, oh, I thought the band was called God damn it. Because <laughs> uh, I also listen to a lot of, a lot of Motown. Let's go to uh, the Delphonics... Mm. Uh, stop and look. Hello. 
Yeah, that was in. Uh, they they used the band was in uh, Luke Cage, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, and before that, uh, Jackie Brown. But my dad would play the Delphonics a lot nice. around the house. That's 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 music that he would play in the basement when he was working on something. <laughs> what does that mean? Building something. <laughs> he would, Sounds like he's cutting up a body down there. No, he, he when he's working on something. You know what I mean? He built a TV cabinet. I think he's going. <laughs> Think he's going pine knob down there? <laughs> Is that what's happening? He built a TV cabinet. Yeah. Did, was it was it sharp or was it? It was like, nice. It was good. Yeah. Like if I came into your house, I would think, oh, they bought that piece of furniture. Mm-hmm. Wow. What was his um trade of choice? Uh, body shop manager. He worked at a body shop. Most people who lived in Michigan were connected to the auto industry, auto industry. In, in somewhere. Or but he had a hobby, which was yeah. nice. Uh, he also. Uh, uh, is involved with building and recreating, restoring uh, guns from the Civil War. That's kind of cool. Muzzle motors, so he knows his way around a wood shop. Yeah, my dad had a hobby, screaming. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what he did. Go to church and then come home and scream at you. God damn it. God damn it. I was just at church all day. <laughs> did, um, <laughs> no, my uh, dad did that too. Do you have siblings? Yeah. I've got like, a, who do you got? What do you got? I've got a younger sister. How old is she? She is uh, 31. All right. She is, uh, she's a special education teacher okay, in, very in Respectable, Michigan. respectable yeah. uh, vocation. And my mom uh, is a, a retired nurse. Okay, your mom's not a sibling. So, just, well, you were asking about the rest of my family. I said, do you have any siblings? Sorry. My mom, who's also my older sister. <laughs> no, she's a retired nurse. My mother, yes. So um, when you would get sick, she'd be she's on it. Yeah, she's like, "You're fucking fine. Go to school." Yeah, but you, she no, she would also be like, uh, "I don't." I, when I'd say I don't feel good, well, you could probably be, you can probably go to school, but I don't care if you're just gonna stay here. Yeah, thank you, mom. Yeah, and I'm I wasn't I'm never afraid of doctors. Oh, I thought I thought she was gonna like scare you, like, well, if you well, you might want to stay home because. It could be these four things. <laughs> she worked in the operating room, like ha- like she was the one handing doctors stuff. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. And uh, one time, we we would get instruments and tools mm-hmm. that would fall on the floor, become like they couldn't use it yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. And one time, it was the uh, it was an artificial artery. Yeah. So did she bring it home? Yeah. What'd you do with it? We ran water through it, and it was like cloth, but it wouldn't get wet. It was really cool. Yeah, it and is like, cool. We would. Uh, um, I brought it into school, and we ran like gravy through it, and it didn't get dirty. It was just the, this Kevlar material. But it was all bendy, and it was cloth. Did your mom? Really cool. Did your mom drop it on the floor? No, because that would come out of her check. Yeah. How I don't much? Know. You, I wonder how much that. F- it was a lot. It was the doctor dropped it, and my mom's like, "Can I bring this to my kids?" And he's so like, "You know, that's talks. a thousand dollar artery. Take it." <laughs> it was something like it was. It was something like. 
fourteen thousand or something like ridiculous, but they have to have like a couple of them when they're doing that surgery mm-hmm. in case shit like that happens. Wonder if the doctors ever tried to, uh, or at least that's the story she told me. Do you think they ever tried to trick her in the <laughs> they, operating room? They just room? have like a they just have a whole spool of it, and she just <laughs> cuts right. it off. Yeah, or my mom's just stealing stuff from the table. <laughs> so my kids, kids are like it, this. It's scalpel day, kids. <laughs> so the doctor would call for things, and she would hand them yeah. to them. I wonder if they ever tried to like like scalpel. Yeah. Clamp, suture, suture, and then he goes titty, and then she oh, oh come on, it's right in his hand. This is your mom I'm talking about. Yeah, how's that feel? It's fine. <laughs> Are your parents still together? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just ask comfortable son. Yeah. Um, this band, you let me know if this works for you, Philadelphia. Yes, sir. All right, this is a band. They they had a lot of success. Some MTV success. A lot of uh, restaurant success. And it's uh, yeah, a lot of restaurant success. This is the the, the Hooters. Not not the, the the Hooters. This is the Hooters. And this is from their third album called Zigzag. This is Brother Don't You Walk Away. When you sleep all night on a pillow of stone, brother, don't you walk away. Do you dream of finding your way back? Some mandolin action on that. I was into it. Yeah. Cool. I like that song. I didn't want to play, you know, one of the ones we all know, mm-hmm. Day by Day or whatever. Yeah. I want to play something that maybe you don't know. How many more do you have? Um, But I don't know if they're all going to count, though. But I have, have one, about eight two, more. Three, about eight more. But I think, but definitely a couple don't count. Okay. So I might have six more. Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> Bear with me. Australia. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can get rid of it. Bon Jovi doesn't count. Right. Well, I don't know. They kind of count because it's what your right. your jersey counts. Move that up to the next slot, Kyle. Okay. Did you move it? No. Why? <laughs> Just move it up there. You're gonna forget. All right. So if you're doing, so it's me next. Let's see. Let's do. Uh, this is another Ohio band. This is the Amps. Never heard of them. Well, don't want to hear them. <laughs> okay. Let's see, the amps, A M P S. Yeah. So yeah, um, are you familiar with the band The Breeders? 
I know that name. They had the song Cannonball in the nineties. Mm-hmm. That's yes. that's their other. That's the other band. Oh, okay. It was the you know the Pixies, but also the from the Pixies came the Breeders, from the Breeders came the Amps, or in some way. But the Breeders had people from England and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and I wanted it to be all Ohio, and. Cool. Uh, Real good. The Breeders' Last Splash is probably my favorite album. That's I buy that for people and I'll, I'll, at used record stores, and I just give it to them. It's your favorite album of all time. Yeah, Kyle, what's your favorite album of all time? It's a tough question. I don't know. Peter Crisillo album. You got it. This is New York. Whoa. Whoa. Um, this is funny. Now I said I asked if Bon Jovi would work, and you kind of said sure. Okay. Yeah. Listen to this. This is kind of cool. Okay. I didn't know this was going to happen. All right. The song that I picked is on their first album. It's a song that he does not sing in concert anymore. He hasn't sang it for like 20 years because it's one of the songs that the record company made him record. Okay. okay. And not an anthem. And not an anthem. Oh, um, I was just joking. Now, <laughs> so I went to the Wikipedia page just because I wanted to see who, who wrote it. Yeah. So the guy who wrote it, his name is Mark A-V-S-E-C Avsec. So, I click on Mark Avsec yes. because I, I recognize that name. Mark Avsec played in Wild Cherry and played with Donnie Iris and the Cruisers. Yeah. So, this is all full circle Rust Belt, baby. See, that's what I love about it is yeah. that, you know, these people are all working together and yep. it's just, it's, yeah. Now, I love this song. This is one of my favorite Bon Jovi songs. This is She Don't Know Me. You're not into Bon Jovi, Kyle. That's an all right song. Yeah. He didn't write it. But maybe that's why you like it. <laughs> now, if he played that at a show yeah. tomorrow, yeah. do you think people would recognize it or would they be like, oh, it's a new song? No, he has kind of a hard, he has a hardcore fan base, you know, when he comes, I, I say this all the time. When he, they can't be wrong. <laughs> when, they can, when they, um, it's true. Well, that's the box set. I get it. That what you're talking about? Yep, it's right behind you. It's up there. It's right behind that Pretenders box set, next to the Paul Stanley book. Don't get in my shit. You're gonna drop that. Don't please don't drop that. How many fans can't be wrong? Uh, hundred million. Hundred million fans can't be wrong. But no, he still comes to to the big sheds and sells them out. How, do you think people would go bananas if they heard that? Him? Oh, there he's doing it. Yeah, I think there'd be uh, I think there'd be fans that would be like, or, "Oh, I can't fucking believe he's playing." Or do you think? Or do you think they'd go fucking sell out? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think anyone that is a Bon Jovi show, they are full on into BJ, <laughs> JBJ, John Blow Jobby. 
getting a pine knob at it. <laughs> You're up. What do you got? Uh, let's do uh, this in a band. Yeah, let's from, do it. The band from Ohio. Mm, let me guess. Is it is it Peter and the Clevelands? No, this okay. is a band that rhymes with my name. Stevo. Yeah. So it is Devo. Yes, sir. Oh, I forgot. Oh. My friend Jack Thomas told me at poker that Devo is a Rust Belt band, and I yeah. forgot about it. Damn it. Go ahead, play it. I saw Devo live before I really chose to see Devo yeah. live. I was brought as a young man uh, because my parents, not my parents, but my dad's friend was like, hey, the kid wants to see Devo. And I'm like, okay. I was like eight, I think. But Mark Martha's bow was sitting in the Fox Theater. He's sitting on one of the statues singing Snowball to one of the statues there. It was it was. Super intense. <laughs> Is that a family show? I had a great time. Right. There were probably people on Angel Dust, but I had a fucking great time. They're still active. I mean, the last shows they did were April 2016. Yeah, but a couple of them of, of the original uh, lineup have passed, passed on. Passed away. Yeah. You you want to say it? Rock and Peace. Rock and Peace, Devo. Um, I'm going to go. You a big Devo fan? I love the I love the hits. I love you know, I, I love yeah, freedom of choice. Yeah, and, yeah. I love those songs. Those are great. I've never I've never heard a complete Devo album from top to bottom. Is that going to be one of the uh, if if I were to purchase that for you, would you would that be one of your album days? Yeah. What would you What would you Which one would you do? Uh, I would either do uh, free uh, the, the freedom of choice album or uh, the the most recent one, which was um what is uh, that one something called? for everybody. Which is real fucking good. Whatever you want to do. Yeah. I'll, I'll do it. I'm not allowed to drive listening to Devo anymore. Are you going to buy me a physical copy or are you going to yeah. do some download bullshit? I'm going to buy you a physical copy. All right. I'd appreciate that. But yeah, I'm not allowed to drive listening to Devo because I fucking speed. <laughs> Every time I'm listening to Devo. And who, let me, your wife told you this? No, I told it's myself all, it's this. on your license. <laughs> it's right. like a needs class. He's, class, he's not listen right. to class, Devo. Class D. Right. <laughs> no Devo. Devo. Um, this artist, I don't know if it counts. I think it counts though. All right. He's from Chicago. Yeah. They moved to DC and then he grew up in the suburbs of Maryland. Sure. We going to count it? Yeah. Great. This is Nils Lofgren from his album Wonderland. This is Across the Tracks. Man, do I love this song. I love her We 
Steve-O, this is the kind of fun we have every week. Can you yeah. believe it? It's great. It's absolutely... I'm having a blast. Dream come true. Yeah. <laughs> Strong words. How are you doing? Good, fine. You still awake? Yeah. Do you want another beer? No. I want to give you a couple more beers and then put some Devo on when you drive home. <laughs> you drive right into the guardrail. So there's a couple of bands. It's 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 me next, and this is gonna, oh okay, Steve O. I'm gonna do it for I'm gonna do something for for Kyle. Okay. There are two bands from Ohio there, and I'm gonna let you pick one. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Is that fun for you, Kyle? Yeah. I know. I already know which one I'm gonna pick. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Ohio and industrial and yeah. So who is that? That is once again Donnie Iris. <laughs> that was Donnie Iris. Yeah, yeah. No. He worked with Trent Reznor with Nine Inch Nails. No. Yeah, it's it's Nine Inch Nails. It's not Donnie Iris. No. Well, you sons of bitches. <laughs> but I yeah, thought... uh, Trent Reznor from Mercer, PA, which is also right there in the Rust Belt too. And then he moved to Ohio and. I had Did no idea. There. I had no idea. It really, I didn't really uh, appreciate Nine Inch Nails until I spent more time in just <laughs> uh, parking lots. <laughs> uh, no, just like uh, we, we would go to, I would, I would hang out with my, my friend Tom, who was really into Nine Inch Nails mm-hmm. when we were teenagers, and we would go to, uh, we went to this abandoned mental institution. And broke in there, and uh, I'm like, oh, I get Nine Inch Nails now. Yeah, I get, I get a lot of uh, industrial. Like he listened to a lot of industrial music, a uh, lot of Nine Inch Nails, a lot of um, Skinny Puppy and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, uh, those were my formative years. <laughs> Some good formative years. Yeah. Um, my next uh, guy on the list. You're just, uh, I can see your screen. You're just deleting Coldplay songs out of your <laughs> iTunes. <laughs> no, I'm not. Are you already done with it? No, no, no. I, I, Coldplay is not part of the Rust Belt. I deleted the Coldplay songs. Um, oh, that you're going to load in? I'm going to load in because I don't okay. want those ones that were purchased. Steve O, very meticulous iTunes. Does he? Yeah. Oh, good. Because you should have very yeah. meticulous iTunes. Nice artwork. Do you go to those sites that I talk about to get the nice Sometimes. artwork? Uh, his artwork's nice. That's a that's good nice. size. Look at that. I think that's some of the stuff that came with when I bought it from iTunes. Gotcha. I don't take iTunes artwork. I don't trust them. I don't know what they're going to give me. I play something, a picture of Wilma Flintstone pops up. <laughs> I, I, need the, I need the real I gotta artwork. Fix, I got to fix the picture of the, the pops of the, um, the Hobcast because when I first did it, it was... Low res? Yeah. And then I just don't know how to fix that. 
You mean you don't know how to put a new picture in the iTunes? No. Who? What? Uh, where, the wife does that. Where does the? She's the webmaster. Come? Okay. Where do Where do we find your podcast? Are you on Libsyn? Yeah, I'm also on iTunes. We should from uh, Libsyn. You should be uploading a, a nice high res photo to Libsyn. Okay. Do you have a nice high res photo? I've got some. Yeah. I'll you do take that. the. You get the wife in hand. Yeah. You tell her she's going to get the pine cone. If she doesn't, do, the, pine your, pine knob, the pine knob. Does your wife go to Renaissance fairs with you as well, or she is? Hell no, no, <laughs> no, she doesn't. Uh, she likes sports. She goes like two or three times a season when it's down in Florida, and then uh, when we lived in Michigan, she would come like to the fair two or three times. Yeah, where'd you meet your wife? We met our. Uh, we met from a mutual friend who worked at the Renaissance Festival. That works. Yeah. And how soon after you started to date did you know, oh, this this is someone that I'm pretty uh, fond of? Pretty quickly. And uh, it took her a lot longer, I'm sure. Yeah. But um, no, did she feel the same way? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. You guys are uh, roughly the same age? Yeah, she's younger than me. Yeah. We, that, but that's our, the way you do it. Yeah, and our birthdays... 16, Christine, 16. Uh, by the time this airs, she will be legal. She's got me and, dizzy. <laughs> No, we, our birthdays are a week apart, but we're uh, four years apart. Okay. Let me ask okay. you something. Yeah. When you saw her coming out of school that day, did you say, <laughs> Two I've more got years. to have her? Two I've more years. got to have her. That's a lyric. That's a the guy song. wrote Ugh. that. A grown man. This guy's from- In s- makeup. Yep, in makeup. <laughs> and sticks his tongue out and then spits blood and fire. The demon. So you, I sent you that picture of I bought a bust of Beethoven. Yes, and I put the uh, the uh, the Paul makeup on him. Yeah, I want to find other like Mozart and Bach. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and do that. And that's then, good. Did you do that makeup yourself? Yeah, I drew that on. Wasn't mad. Wasn't bad at all. Thanks. This guy's from Seymour, Indiana. He's an asshole. <laughs> um, he was originally, they called him Little Johnny Cougar. Then they called him John Cougar. Then they called him John Cougar Mellencamp. Then they called him John Mellencamp. And now he's just an asshole. His best records are the ones that uh, Kenny Aronoff plays on by far. Kenny does not play on this album. Don't they call him Patio Smasher now? Yeah. Then we did. Yeah, he smashed up his patio because he can get into Rock and Roll Hall of Fame <laughs> the first, first year of eligibility. That's an asshole. Was he on... Uh, the dude from Pearl Jam shirt, or was it just crossed off? Like, <laughs> ah, let's leave this. Oh, we forgot to put it on there, Johnny. No, he's in there now. Oh, is he? Yeah. What a shame. I know. But this is uh, and this is one of those songs, you guys are going to hate this song. I like hate, love it. The song is called, uh, from 1979, this is The Great Midwest. This is like if Jimmy Buffett were born in the Midwest. Pick it up on Sunday, go to the church of their choice, come back home, cook out in the backyard. They're stupid as shit. They call this the Great Midwest, where the cornfields grow and flow. Look at that album cover, Kyle. He's an asshole. Smoking. Wow. You like God that? Damn it. 
is hate, really like oh, Jimmy Buffett. I hate, like, I, hate, I hate love it though. Ah, oh, just fucking pandering. <laughs> I hate love it. Ah, oh. all right, your turn. Get that taste out of our mouth. All right, play ministry. <laughs> Uh, this is, if you are you familiar with ministry? Nice. Have you read this book? I've not. I got in trouble. Only uh, only shirt my mom ever threw away. I had a ministry shirt. Do you like ministry, Kyle? Um, I don't know enough about them to have well, an opinion. Okay. We'll I did see. not know that you that you were a ministry fan, so I picked something that was uh a cover. So. All right. Let's okay. hear it. Cover of? I can't yet. This uh, this was Small Town, John Mellencamp. Yep. Two more guesses. I have no idea. Skip ahead, just somewhere in the middle there, Kyle. Maybe a little bit more. I want to find some of the lyrics. Yeah. Good before that. I don't know. That's a cover of Lay Lady Lay. The Eric Clapton song? That's. that's or Bob Dylan. I'm yeah, sorry, Bob yeah. Dylan. Wow. Yeah. Well, they made it their own. Yeah. Huh. I don't know if I like that. I mean, I don't know if I like the cover. I don't know if I like the song. I don't know. It's not my thing. Yeah, Ministry was, um, their early stuff is more new ordery. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if April likes Ministry. I bet maybe she does. We'll ask her. I'll ask her if, her, if that's her jam. She probably doesn't listen to him on the rag. Does she listen to every episode? Of the show? I don't think she ever listens. No. no. Christy doesn't listen. No. And um, Murray and Siegel were probably Mike and Murray. I think they said they listened. I think uh, even before they were on the show. Yeah, I think so. And uh, and that's nice. Mm-hmm. Because they're big. They're big music fans. They are. I mean, so are April and Christy. But I don't. Know. But every time, like. Mike or Murray come in to record one. They always like bring up something yeah, from, like, from a the, recent episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that they listen. Um, thanks, guys. Hey, guys. Uh, okay, I don't know if this. I don't know if this counts. Okay, it's like the theme of the night. This is Southside Johnny in the Asbury Jukes. Where are they from? New Jersey. All right. Wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> wait a second. And featured on this song, singing with Southside Johnny, you're also going to hear Steve Van Zant. And Bruce Springsteen. Okay. Oh, it does count. That is Southside Johnny. Making up the rules as we went along. Just one coat between us and we never fail cold. 
That's that fat piece of shit, little Steven. That song is called It's Been a Long Time. Southside Johnny. Asbury Jukes. Yeah. That's what they're called. Those those could all be right up there with your pine knob. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting Ashbury Juke. I've got uh I got three tunes left. Okay. I'm gonna be honest with you. The next three tunes yeah. are all artists we've already heard. Okay. All ministry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, um, I've got a bunch of stuff from... Do you like Motown? Sure. The Motor City? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Diana Ross? Yeah. Jackson 5? That's that's Indiana, but yeah. Yeah, that's Rust Belt. Yeah, I know. I almost brought it. Um, let's do... Uh, uh, can I do two clips of... Play the first Temptation song, and then... You're going to go back to back. Yeah, just a little bit because I just love the progression of these. Rock solid exclusive, two for two, Steve O. Dockerson. So this is so good. And also, every local commercial in Detroit, you know, they're just like, yeah. So yeah, that's that's the Detroit Motown sound. Like it's especially in the headphones. So same, uh, and I just love that this is the same band. Play the intro from the next song. So goddamn good. No instruments on that. They're all everything they're right. doing with is their mouth. It's Michael Winslow. It's Michael <laughs> Winslow band. Winslow's the best. <laughs> no one's ever said that. No one has ever said fucking Winslow. He's the best. All right. Good job. Yeah. I just I just really Who is that band? It's the Temptations. Yeah, I know. Yeah. The Spinners? I, I have I had um this uh, apologies to the spinners. Uh <laughs> very nice using the correct verbiage. Yeah, but both of those songs, uh, Get Ready and Papa Was a Rolling Stone, are both played by Hob the Troll at Renaissance Festivals. Oh, are they on this They're CD? not on there. No, I didn't. Oh, I couldn't now, get were, the rights. Were there, what, what was something that you wanted to put on the CD that you just couldn't get the rights Nothing to? really that, but I sent this to you. Mm-hmm. This is a rock solid exclusive if we want to do it. I never played it, did I? No. Can we plug this in? and? Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, sometimes I will ask. 
I kind of stopped doing it because I got the new computer and I don't know how it works the iTunes as well, so I haven't been is, recording is this, as much. Is that what it mm-hmm. is? That band? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And uh, just gonna. So I, I asked you if what song you would want to hear Hob the Troll play. Right. I don't have drums for this. It's Hob the Troll. Rock solid exclusive <laughs> for Tom Neuerberg. <laughs> yep, it's for you, Tom. Tonight there's gonna be a jailbreak. Somewhere in this town See me and the boys We don't like it So we're going up and going down With a fast forward a little bit here Game if you're in the town Tonight there's gonna be a jailbreak So don't you be around Tonight there's gonna Break out I was very proud of this part <laughs> I name check Kyle Dodson in a Thin Lizzy cover. I'm very honored. <laughs> Why'd you break out of jail, Kyle? So, yeah, that's for you. That's pretty fun. I wouldn't pay for you to stop singing that. <laughs> Well, that's the thing is that people uh, get they're like, "Oh my God, he's 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 playing Alice Cooper!" Holy shit! Yeah. Can you? Uh, can wh- you? What instruments can you play? I, I play saying. guitar. Well, none. You heard that? <laughs> Not one. Uh, guitar, bass, banjo, piano, accordion. Uh, I play the theremin poorly. Uh, I bought an accordion without knowing how to play it, and that's what really helped people pay me to stop. But that's how I learned to play it, is I was mm-hmm. just playing it for hours and hours. I'm like, oh, okay, I figured this out. Um, that's pretty cool. If it's got strings or keys, I can probably play it. Did, uh, do you come from a musical family? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, my dad plays guitar, my mom plays clarinet, and my sister plays Skin clarinet. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. So sorry. Your sister also plays clarinet? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Skin clarinet. The hanging sex. Um, the upright organ. Oh, I missed one. Yeah. hit them all? I think so. Okay. I missed one, Kyle. I missed this. This is a guy. You. This was on your list, but I'm going to play my Donny Iris song now. All right. This is Love is Like a Rock. That was also on my list. Guy's 74 years old. Yeah. Rocking. Pe- oh, no, not yet. <laughs> Sorry. Jumping the Well, gun. by the time this comes out, maybe. Oh, boy, if that happens. Has that happened? Has it ever happened? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. You know who would know? A bombs. A bombs. I don't think he's. I mean, he does the notes. I don't know if he if he keeps an encyclopedia. 
Wikipedia uh, knowledge of the brilliant. show. He's got things. He's got his own podcast and stuff. He has a life. He has, definitely has a life. Now, the, he has his own podcast. Do we have to do notes for his podcast? Oh, that'd be great. That's funny. <laughs> is, it a, is it wrestling? It's wrestling and music, I think. I think so. We should promote it a little bit better than that, right? <laughs> I think hey, it is. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you think you like this stuff. <laughs> yeah, we were very dismissive. He's, he's typing this up and just, oh... I wish he would come out here to L.A. Where does he live? I bug, bug him all the time about it. Um, he lives in Connecticut. Boston. I thought it was like, well, maybe he went to school in Boston. Because I knew it was like the Massachusetts area. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think he lives in New England. Okay. But yeah, I would love him to come out here. You can stay here at the house, Andrew. I didn't offer that up for a stranger danger in front of me. <sighs> but, um, he had a friend out here, so he was fine. Yeah. Do you find what his podcast is called? Uh, I'm looking. <laughs> Here we go. Music of the mat. Right, music of the mat. It was right on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> hey man, uh, there it is. There it is. We hey, follow it. We've tweeted about it. A bombs. Check out the squared circle review. It's a wrestling thing out of Detroit. You might dig it. They do stuff with the Theater Bazaar, which is this super cool uh, concert venue thing that's only party that only does it once a year on Halloween and they rent out the Masonic they they operate out of the Masonic Temple yeah it used to just be people's yards because mm-hmm. they bought like a block of houses for like 400 bucks each <laughs> they had this like crazy amazing illegal Halloween concert party uh, and they would have wrestling matches there <laughs> with um, like bro bots was one of the wrestling group and robots? Uh, no, brobots, bros, bros. Who are also robots. Um, and uh, amazing. it's really good. It's really good. Uh, hosted by uh, the voice of reason, Mark Pants. <laughs> Shout out to Mark Pants. <laughs> so check that out, a bombs. I like your notes. I'm next. Yeah, you want to give out your Twitter handle before I forget? Yeah, it's at Hob the Troll. One B. Yep. Just one B. All right. And, uh, yeah. Um, you're up. All right. So I'm going to throw... Uh, Let's do it. I'm going to throw this to... it. Now, you don't like Wilco, do you? Um, you know what? If I say I don't like Wilco, it's really because I don't really... I'm not familiar with their music. Okay. I'd probably say that just to make Murray uh, freak out. Because their, their later stuff, it's very experimental. And you're not like, okay, I get what you're trying mm-hmm. to do. But the first time I heard them was, was this album um, that I'm... Blanking on right if now. If I say I don't like Wilco, there? it's because yeah, I don't. There, there, it's yeah. because I don't. Okay. Well, you might like this song. Just forget the flowers. Don't forget the flowers someday. I know you will. Really been taking me way too seriously. Never explain why I don't feel your pain I like a pedal steel. I yeah. like a banjo. Do you play uh do you play either one of those? I play banjo. I know, but pedal steel, you know. No. Banjo is really hard to play, isn't it? It's not nearly as hard to play as pedal steel. Uh Pedal steel is the thing; it's flat. Yeah, and there's you're playing pedals and you're picking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Yeah, deal do with math in your brain. Do you have to know how to play guitar before you jump into a pedal steel? Yeah, I think so. Like you just can't go, do you know how to play guitar? Nah, just pedal steel. You could probably do that. Banjo, you could probably then jump into pedal steel. You could go, it'd be easier to go from guitar to banjo. What if I only had tuba to pedal steel? You'd be fine. (laughs) I want to hear that band. (laughs) Let's hear a band I've already played. They actually have band in the title of their name. It's a Michael Stanley band again. This is my town. I love this song too. The two songs I played by Michael Stanley tonight, uh, they both cracked the top 40, just barely. My Town went to number 39, mm-hmm. and He Can't Love You went to number 33. How was radio uh, when you were growing up in PA? Well, we listened to, it was AM radio. We yeah. didn't really get, we, we. I don't remember FM radio in our car, so uh-huh. we listened to WFBG, The Rock of Altoona. And... Um, it was top, I mean, it was the top 40 hits. I mean, sometimes like it would be like coming up. I remember listening, hearing a Cheap Trick song, Tonight It's You, coming up, new Cheap Trick. And then they'd play it like twice. And then if it didn't become a hit, mm-hmm. you didn't hear it again. Yeah. Well, I did because I had the album. And that's, well, uh, Cheap Trick also considered a Rust Belt band. Kyle, let's play a bunch of Cheap Trick. No, I don't, uh, yeah. Yeah. But I didn't I didn't play any because I played them so many times. Right, right. I don't want to bore people. But I knew I knew that you know My voice it, does that. <laughs> I don't need to bore them with my musical choice. It's just it's just I, I just I just it's got a sound, you know? Mm-hmm. You can it's 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 from the it's from that area and it's like like you were talking about and going through uh before, you know, this person worked with this person, this person yeah. worked with that. And uh, I just really dig it. Yeah. I do too. Putting this, putting these uh, songs together uh, was a lot of fun. All right, um, we're not done. Okay, close. We're very close. Though. All right, what 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 do we have for time? How's this? Are people gonna be mad? We're at two oh five. Oh no! That's what Christy does. Christy, like this is too long. I'm like Christy. We've been Christy, talking you for ten literally minutes. Just sat just down. Just sat down. You just sat down. <laughs> you just sat down. It's me. Yeah. All right. Let's go to. So I got some good stuff here. Want to hear my beard? This is my, this is my beard. Where's yours, Kyle? <laughs> Kyle, you might win. Beard cast. Yeah. Beard cast. <laughs> oh, what if we just did that for two hours? Let's do... It's like we ASMR. Talk- yeah. Hold on, here's my balls. <laughs> All right. Why are you doing that on my microphone? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I heard about your sister, so I'm thinking. <laughs> oh, 
Jesus Christ. Don't let her listen. Sure. Does she won't. Sister, does oh. your sister have children? Yeah. She's got a baby daughter. You're an uncle then? Yeah. What's your, do you want to say your niece's name? Yeah, Victoria. Victoria, that's a nice, oh, just like the King song. Mm-hmm. Nice. My sister and I never really got along, but when we would drive to school, we had to kind of like figure out what we would listen to, mm-hmm. and that's how we got along. All right. Because there was stuff that we would both agree on. Uh, mostly it was Nick Drake driving there, and then she had band, All so right. I could drive home and listen to The Clash by myself. <laughs> cool. That's a good memory. Yeah. The one time you and your sister got along, right? No, we we got along. We got along over over uh, over music. And I don't get along with my sister. She's a fucking disaster. She's the worst. <laughs> it's Kyle's aunt. Okay. Yeah. Not not your mother. No 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 no. His, he he and my dad are brothers. Mm-hmm. So right. I would take his mom over my sister, my real sister. Okay. Like if we're on a boat. And <laughs> and we're sinking, but I have a little Quick, life raft. Make out a family tree. I have a little life Let's raft. Change. Nothing matters anymore. We have to go and, ahead. And I can pull one person into the life okay. raft with me. Sayonara. Yeah, if it's between my mom and yeah. your sister. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. It's not even a not question. Even, it's not even close. Bye bye, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the fishes I said hello. Also, my mom's pretty small, so you might be able to fit two people. Well, no, we can fit two. Me and your mom. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm not giving up my seat for anyone. Oh, okay. Uh, we talked about the spinners earlier. Mm-hmm. Let's listen to the spinners. I really like this song. Also, another one of those songs that was uh, in a lot of uh, Detroit Metro commercials, and so much so, I didn't know that it was a cover of a Frankie Valli song. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. I yeah. love the Four Seasons. What, what do we got right there? Who's that right there? The Gin Blossoms. No, right next to it. The Bangles. No, right in the middle. Frankie between. Valli. Thank you. Signed, signed album, Frankie Valli. 82 years old when he signed that. Lip sync, 95% of his <laughs> concert. The only part he didn't lip sync was when uh, there was an instrumental break. I love the Four Seasons, though. He didn't. He didn't go like. You're, you're speaking of Vivaldi's uh, piece, The Four Seasons. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. All right. Here's a band I already played. <laughs> here's Tom- a song I heard, but play. I'm still not sure if it counts or not. <laughs> no, this is this is Tommy Conwell and the Young Rumblers again. This is a song called "If We Never Meet Again." They can take their advice And use it all on themselves Cause when all the talking stops I wanna have something else I wanna have a little faith I wanna know what a guy and a girl Can do when 
the chorus right there. We never meet again. I like that song. That's pretty good. Yeah. I've never heard those whole albums. I know that I know a handful of songs. I wonder if I'd like the whole album. Mm-hmm. Is it something you have the whole album for? No, no. If I there's very few things on the shelf that I haven't heard, but there are some I could. There, there are a couple albums on the shelves right now that I haven't heard. You know what I'm surprised hasn't hasn't come up? Like looking through this list, yeah. Um, I've noticed that a lot of the songs that you play were some songs that were covered on the Matthew Sweet, Susanna Hoffs. Yeah, that's fun. I, you, you, know? You, know, you know what's even weirder? Today, in the kitchen all day long, when I had music on at home, I I, I have a playlist of all those yeah. albums, and that's what I listen to all day. Yeah. Because I didn't, I, I didn't know that I forgot. Because one of the songs they cover is one from uh, the album that I'm obsessed with right now, the Zombies Odyssey, Odyssey yeah, and Oracle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, do, they do Care of Self number 44. Right. And I remember listening to that. They would sing it, and I was just like, I don't, I've never heard this. I don't know who... Yeah, and so when it popped up today, I was like, "Oh, now I get it." Mm-hmm. And that's and I'm having that experience when I'm listening to Rock Solid. It's just, uh, I think you turned me on to that uh, that compilation or those volumes. Yeah, the right? Kyle has it in his hand yeah, right there. It's so good. Yeah, and if you this is the way to get it. Yes, this it little is. box set because it has bonus tracks that aren't on the other ones. Right, and if you try to, because iTunes also has them like you know volume 2 mm-hmm. deluxe edition yeah. and if you just get that and then rip it into your iTunes you get everything plus uh, a great liner note yep but do you think they'll do another uh think they'll do another one so they've both been on the show right no Susanna just, Hoffs has yes she would be the person one of the people to talk to about the rock solid concert once again <laughs> that's true yeah and then doing that's true. yeah doing songs that have been featured Prominently on Rock Solid podcast, mostly Cheap Trick the ne- and the, Kiss. The next volume that they do would be the '90s. Oh, actually, I think stuff. they should do another '80s one because I mean, well, let's. Talk I loved about what it. I loved what they did here, but there's so many songs. Right, but okay, so let's let's dream produce this. <laughs> what? Right now? I don't know. At, at two hours and twelve minutes in, we're going to do dream a Cranberries do- song. They do a Jim Blossom song. Do yeah. Power of Love. They do. <laughs> they do a Danger they, Zone. They would do they a. Do a they do Counting Crows song. Uh huh. They do Mr. Jones. Um, or that, maybe a deeper. I thought cut. we were doing Chumba 80s. Wumba. No nineties. Oh. Mbop. Would they do a Smash Mouth song? <laughs> oh God. A Smashing Pumpkin song, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Here's what's going to happen. What's that? You, you have uh, you have two more songs. You're okay. going to play one. I'm going to play one, then we're going to promote, and then uh, you'll play the playout song. So okay. start thinking what your playout song is going to be. All right. But you're up right now. All right. So Are you having fun? I'm having a great time. All right. Good. Kyle, are you still with us? Yeah, I'm fine. I got to tell you, so far, the three listeners of, that are part of the <laughs> listener, listener series, and I'm talking about part one, volume two, and part C, they, these people have hit it out of the park. Great yeah. topics. Fourth person better fucking bring it. The fourth person is no way going to bring it. They can't do it. The bar has been set Just too high. don't even come. Don't even come. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if the other three people have gotten in touch yet. I'm taking this chair with me. <laughs> this Is that chair more comfortable than the ones in the studio? A little bit, yeah. So is this. This one's this in the studio. studio ones. Well, because the back is like... 
like yeah. too far back, but my, the 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 arms are like it's confining. Yeah, my my neck always hurts. I'm all fucked oh, up. That's after why we I do sit it. like with my arm behind the yeah. thing. When you said that I was coming here instead of the studio, were you bummed? No, I was super geek because I got to see this room. All right. Yeah. Did the other people get to see the studio or here? No, they were they were at the studio. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> Suckers! Take that! It sounds better here. This this room is much better sounding for it because the other room's pretty big and cavernous. I mean, we do. It, we you do got fun- so much shit in here that it's just it's hard yeah, to. Yeah, really. There's yeah, there is. All the walls are lined. It's great. It's crazy. There's more Lego than I thought there. Do you want to see a mess though? You want to see something that's a mess? You want to show him something? That's, just open that. Oh, I've seen worse. That's a disaster in there. I don't even know what's in there. Like that's one of the things. It's a cabinet that I have in it. Pat's, I just, just Pat's best, uh, best podcast tennis trophy. trophy from the, from that's my tennis trophy. My lady's tennis. What is this like head? <laughs> what? There's like a wooden <laughs> car. Oh, that's pretty head. cool. Oh, that was given. They gave that to us in uh, Mexico. The Smile Train people. Nice. Oh, okay. So sure, make fun of that, Kyle. <laughs> I just didn't know what it was. I've never seen that. These before. little children came up and gave them to us, so we had to. So it was. I You're don't know supposed what it means. to pay for those. All I know is Greg Brady had that around his neck, and he <laughs> fell off his surfboard. We couldn't find him for about ten minutes. Also, Marsha had it on, got pregnant. Greg, <laughs> I think so. Uh, Did a drink come in it? <laughs> no, I wish. I don't know. Oh, pull it out and screw the head. Maybe it's some liqueur. <laughs> What's uh? What's uh, your what's your second to the last song you're gonna play? All right, second to the last. Uh, I've talked about the White Stripes. Let's play the White Stripes. I almost pulled a White Stripes song today. Oh really? There's a White Stripes CD today for a dollar, but I did not buy it. Hmm. Did you already have it? No, I didn't. Hmm. I couldn't buy everything. I had to buy Coldplay. Click on the album art, Todd. This might be the album that I could have bought for a buck today. No, it wasn't. So goddamn good. Yeah, I used to say I don't like the White Stripes, but I like them now. What about you, Kyle? I've always liked them. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, I, I don't like that. the Rock and Tours though. No, it's funny. No. That's you funny. might like Brendan Benson. I did like what you played in Brendan Benson. Yeah, it's it's power poppy, and uh, the first album I think is my favorite, and then I like La Palco a whole lot. But I was I was listening to Lapalco going through some bad breakups, so it's got some emotional uh, tie-ups to it, you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Do you and your wife have a song? What was your song that you danced to at your wedding? Blue Rodeo. Bye. Sung, sung by Al the Troll. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was it was a it was a Blue Rodeo song. They're a Canadian band. Oh, so Blue Rodeo was the band. What was the song called? The song. <laughs> you don't know your wedding song? I was so goddamn nervous. And my wife just looked at me and was just like, just think about bugs. Just think about bugs. So I wouldn't cry or... Uh, bugs? Were there a lot of bugs? No, she just 
distracted me. It was so well, like, huh, what? Um, think about crabs. It was. Uh, <laughs> think about crabs. It was. Uh, God, she's not. I hope. <laughs> melt, it, melt together with you or something like that. Melt together with not you. melt with it. To, something together with you. It's blue. I know it's blue rodeo. God damn it! <laughs> How dare you? I? You put me on the spot. I'm, I'm blaming Lost this on you. Lost together. That's it. That's it. That's our yeah. song. We listen to it. We love it. Yeah, pull it up. You gonna play it? Yeah, I'll play something. No, I don't want to dance though. Stop touching. No. Me. Think about bugs. Think about bugs. Look at me in the eye. Crabs. Did you pick this song or did she? She did. <laughs> I hope he didn't pick it. I know. It's my favorite <laughs> song. What is it? I don't know. Not because it's bad. I mean, you couldn't remember. Strange it. and beautiful are the stars. I was strange. She's beautiful. That dance around your head. In your eyes, I see that This is a nice song. It really is. It is a nice song. That's straight from YouTube, from the official video. Um, when. When we got, uh, I pronounce you man and wife. It, we played "Strange Powers" by the Magnetic Fields. Uh, I don't know if I know that song. It's really good, and but there's a line in it like, um, uh, "More stars in the sky than there are prostitutes in Thailand." They're very appropriate for a wedding, right? Um, and but that's like when everyone stopped like clapping, and we left at the the room, and it it just all of my family. Prostitutes in Thailand, <laughs> and, and everyone was. Like, did did that just? Oh, okay, okay. Did that really happen? Did, what is what does your wife do? She works for Allstate. Oh, cool. Yeah, she's a. Uh, people yell at her and say, "Oh, well, that's not cool." No, it's not. Um, she's like, "Hey, are you still receiving treatment?" And they say, "I want more money." They say, "Okay, can you see a doctor?" Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. You Could, have this much money. Let me ask you. This is a request. Could Hob the Troll record um, another song for me? I would gladly me? do that. Could you do the one eight seven seven Cars for Kids? Song? I don't know if I know this. Send, oh, oh, you would know it. The worst. I've never seen a group of kids that I wanted to beat down more than that <laughs> commercial. Do you agree with me, Kyle? Yeah. This is the worst thing ever. Uh. Yeah, it's terrible. You're going to find it. Oh, it's, oh, there it is. Oh, my God. These kids are the worst. Oh, Jesus. One, eight, seven, seven, cars for kids. K-A-R-S, Oh, look at that dick. <laughs> One, eight, seven, seven, cars for kids. Oh, Donate your oh I hate oh. that kid. Oh, oh shut up. That's cars with a K. Pick up is quick and easy. You'll oh, get a fuck vacation you. <laughs> Oh, Jesus cars Christ. with a K and kids with a C. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. Oh, that, God. that kid. That kid right there is the worst. That kid's going to jail someday, right? He's oh, just yeah. looking at him and then they'll he's have this mugshot and yeah. they'll be like, you might remember Billy from Yeah, cars he's going to he's gonna go full on Brock Turner, that kid. <laughs> kid's the worst. Oh, Jesus Seriously. Christ. We had a kid. Now, we're upstairs now. We're in the second floor of my house. Yeah. This kid's not here right now because I told him. The kid's Luca. And look, this kid lives up here. But I told him, I said, tonight. He lives in this cabinet. Yeah. I said, tonight we're fucking recording a podcast up there and I don't want to hear you. 
And he tried to tell me that he didn't think he was going to be able to be quiet. And I grabbed, I t- I grab, grabbed him by the eyebrow. I pulled his eyebrow. My hair. friend Susan was talking to him downstairs. He was waiting down there. Yeah, I told him to stay. And I pulled his eyebrow and I said, "You tell anyone about this." Mm. And I, I, you, you, I, and I just said the word. I said, "Blood." That's all I said. <laughs> and that's and that's it. And he went, "Don't you tell anyone." So, that's why you haven't heard him or seen him. All right. Kid listens. I don't think she's going to ask him <laughs> what it was. Uh, I like that. Uh, I'm, I'm a fan of that. You just played a, you just played a song. You yeah. just played Cards for Kids. I played Cards for Kids. <laughs> but you played, and we played that wedding song. He, he but before played, that, you played, played the White So it's my turn. Yeah. White Stripes. So it's my turn. Yeah. Okay, this is a band I already played. But the reason I picked this song as my last song. Yes. It's Grand Funk Railroad again. Mm-hmm. But this is We're an American Band. Yeah. Because all these bands... Are American bands. Goddamn right. I want to build a wall and keep these bands in. Keep all the rust in. Keep all the rust in. I used in. to live near, like, there is the railroad that yeah. they have painted, and I used to drive under that every day. I used to, this is my favorite property to buy on Monopoly. I love buying Grand Funk Railroad. <laughs> if you own all four. Steve was showing me uh, the Grand Funk Rail- Van- Grand Funk Railroad Bridge. Yeah, and you're showing us a shit Toto album. Yeah, I found I found the Toto album that I'm going to sell. But it's but very- it is shitty. But how does it sell with the Rock Candy Records? Oh, it sounds amazing. I mean, if you if you want to hear shit music sounding the best it can sound, <laughs> this is the one. This is a collector's edition. It's remastered and reloaded. Now, what I'm going to tell you about this album is, uh, Sony Records is remastering the whole entire. Cat, the first 11 albums, including this one. And when those come out, I'll buy it. That same one? But I hate it. If it's a reasonable price, I'll buy it. Um, Maybe I'll get them for now free. Now, will that... Will that what? Now, which one will you keep? That or the Rock Candy, or will you see? Well, I think Sony's really doing it from... They own the tapes and everything, mm-hmm. so I think. I mean, they, these people said they did it from the original master tapes, but I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't fucking believe them. No, I don't believe them. Piece of shit. This is what you picked for me to play with your Sorry. fucking numbers. You knew. Look at that band photo. What's that guy? What's that guy wearing? A, a raincoat. <laughs> what's he wearing? It looks like a lady's pantsuit. He's, he's dressed. He's dressed like Steve Irwin. This guy, I thought that was his chest hair. But that's his. That's, hey, that's friend of the show, Steve Lukather. But that's what's, whatever's on his shirt. But his shirt is like the same color. He would be the hairiest jet I'm man sorry ever. I made you listen to an album you purchased and forgot about. Yeah, I'm a piece of shit. It's got like two good songs on it. What, what, me, what's it called? It's called Fahrenheit. Should gone Celsius. That's awful. <laughs> you want to go see um, Todd Rundgren and Yes? If I get free tickets, yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Is that is that before 
I'm, I'm it's not before you leave. No. Okay. Uh, yeah, Do you want to go see uh, Pat Benatar open for Toto if I get free tickets? Yes, great. I want to see Pat Benatar not sign your autograph. <laughs> well, there's no place to sign there. Oh. So yeah, but uh, yeah, I'll go. All right, cool. I got my date for those two shows. When are they? I just want to know. Um, I don't have the dates. I think in August. I think they're both in August. I'm busy. <laughs> what? Oh no, this is longer than I thought it was going to be. Like May or June. No, there it's a ways away. Okay. Summer yeah. concert season, Kyle. Okay. All right. Um let's do some promoting. You are at Hob the Troll. Hob the Troll. H O B T H E T R O L L. Do you have a Facebook page that I, isn't your personal Facebook page? I do. Hob the Troll, yeah. So like you on Facebook. Please like me on Facebook. What if they look you up uh as just a person? Do you uh, accept strangers? Sometimes. Uh like if we've interacted on the and I love the rock solid uh, Facebook page. No oh, thanks. Like like there's some good people talk like uh, good topics. It's uh it reminds me of the uh, message boards from back in the day. Yeah, I try I mean I, I don't do it as much as I should but I try to um like the other day I just threw down a song uh, you know real quick what's a song you'd never have to hear again. And man, did people have opinions on yeah. that? That had so many, uh, so many people Anything in there. Anything by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> That's for you. Coldplay. Yeah. <laughs> Maroon Five. Oh, I don't like Maroon Five. Fucking Train. I, I'm okay with a couple Train no. songs. No, nope. I'm with Kyle 100 percent on Train. No, like it, if I could go back in time and stop someone's music career, Train immediately. <laughs> when you done. Were, when like, you were talking about Train versus, uh, I think it was Smash Mouth. No, no, it was Train versus Nickelback. Right, right, right. Because like I'm, at least you could close your eyes and like kind of be like, is this a Nickelback song with Train? You're like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> I, I was never able to put into words my hatred of it, and it's just like, Until oh, then, there it is. There it is. Perfect. All right. Well, look, I still like some of the train songs. Their new songs are rip off of that old, whatever, I don't know, Green Sleeves Entertainer, whatever that kind of era song. <laughs> okay. I'll just believe you. <laughs> Kyle, you're at uh, Kyle Dotson Funny. We're yep. at Rock Solid Show. I'm at Pat underscore Francis. Uh, Andrew Rich, we can follow him. Yeah, Andrew T. Rich, and his uh, his podcast is Music of the Mat, and it's at Music of the Mat. How was he able to get that? We couldn't get we Matt couldn't, with one T. We couldn't get at Rock Solid he Podcast. A, he has a great logo, by the way. It's a good-looking logo. It is a... It's a... Turntable? No, no. It's a, it's a speaker, but the speaker is laying down, and it's like the ring. No, I'm across the room, Andrew. That's why it looked like... Uh, what I call it? Turntable. What's that, an automobile? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Andrew Rich, follow him those two places. We thank him always for doing the notes. Yeah. Let me see if I can find out who's doing the artwork for this show. And let me see oh. if, I, if I ask anyone yet. Uh, That's super cool. Adam Jones. Hey, Adam. Adam Jones Adam's is going to be great. doing... great. He likes a lot of stuff on uh, my Facebook page, so thanks, Adam. Has he done other stuff? That uh, Other artwork? Oh, yeah. yeah. He's one of the regs. Yeah, he's one of the regs. He did... Uh, he did the My British Invasion. Okay, he yeah, did yeah. Don't judge an album by its cover. Very good. He did um, the Tribe Has Spoken with uh, with our friend David Wright. He did the Producers Chair Number Two. Okay. He did Foos and Goos. Songwriter Tom done Kelly. A lot of things. He's done a lot actually. Name three more story examples. songs. All right. Songs about guys. Uh huh. Goosebumps. Perfect. These guys are great. I can't wait till the new website's up and, and their artworks are more prominently oh, you, featured. You guys will be blown away. Is that sarcastic? <laughs> Am I going to be able to click on Adam Jones and it's going to take me to just his artwork? Yes, that is the, that is the design. 
I thought you were going to say that's the plan, which would have me scared, but that's the design. Yeah, yeah. That's how it's designed. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Uh, anything else you want to say? I hope this was uh, fun for you. This was a total blast. All right, cool. I had fun too. Thanks, man. And yeah, if I didn't, I wouldn't say anything. I'd just go, hey, super. <laughs> <laughs> What's your playout song? My playout song. You picked 34 songs. We played. 32, yeah, yeah. Played about 17 or 18 songs. Yeah, so um, you still have a lot to choose from. So we're going to go with Stevie Wonder, Living for the City. Oh, that's a great song. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you. Thank you, Steve O. Thank you, guys. And My pleasure. Thank you. His father works some days for 14 hours. And you can bet he barely makes a dollar. His mother goes to scrub the floors for many. And you best believe she hardly gets a pity. Living just enough, just enough for the city. is over but the fun is continuing right now with the rock solid after party today sitting with me in the i'm gonna call it the green room that's where you would go after a concert right you go uh, after party would be in a green room we have uh i'm gonna call him an author i'm gonna call him a writer i'm gonna come out call him a music fan we have scott b bomar scott how you doing Great, Pat. Thanks for having me. Thank you for for being here. Uh, now, the reason Scott is on the show is a couple weeks ago we did a we did a zombies episode and we had uh, we had three of the original members of the zombies on and we got a lot of uh, a lot of nice uh, accolades and a lot of nice emails about that episode. People seem to really enjoy it. I know I enjoyed it. And the reason Scott is on is because Scott is you're one of the authors. Yeah, this was like a, a collaboration. Yeah, I'm the with guy. The with guy. The the zombies themselves. It's their book. It's their story. Right. You know, and and you know, I'm the with guy. I'm the guy in the small font under the names of the zombies. Excellent. And now (laughs) the book is called The Odyssey: The Zombies in Words and Images. Images. I can't say images. And this book is about 
the album Odyssey and Oracle. Yeah, yeah. This thing is is gorgeous. How many pages is this? Oh man, good question. Like, let's look. Let's consult the I'm, book, I'm shall we? I got it somewhere 100, around 150 pages. Yeah, yeah. It's it's approximately the size of a vinyl album. Maybe yeah, a little bit less. It's 10 by 10, slightly. It's 10 uh, by 10, 10 perfect. By 10. You know, we actually almost made it 12 by 12 and decided not to because we thought uh, at, at the merch table, people might think that it, was, that it was vinyl. We wanted to make clear that it's actually a book. It's, it's actually different. a book. Yeah. Uh, now, the reason, Scott, the reason that you came to me is because uh, my, one of my rotating co-hosts, Mike Siegel, uh, he, he and I went to the uh, Zombies concert in L.A., and... They're selling, the merch was great, and they're selling this book there. And he goes, oh, yeah, my friend Scott wrote that book. I go, what are you talking about? He goes, my friend Scott wrote that Zombies book. I go, how is this the first time I'm hearing about this? And he's like, I don't know. And then, and then you were at the show. Yeah, yeah, we met, uh, met backstage at, at the after party. At a real after party. Yeah, at the, the, the true after party. <laughs> and that was before, and I had my Odyssey and Oracle album there, and I had the band sign it. And that was before I think the band members even knew that they were going to be on my show. So I didn't bring it up because yeah. I didn't want to cause confusion. Right. But uh, they were fantastic, nice guys backstage. And, uh, and I met you back there. And then I'm like, now, now I got to get books and I got to get Scott on the show to talk about this book. So yeah. that's how we're here today. And how did you come to write this book? Were you a Zombies fan prior? Yeah, I was a Zombies fan, but I wouldn't say I was a Zombies expert by yeah. any means. Um, I actually work at BMG. This uh, book was put out by BMG and a company in the UK called Real Art Press. And BMG uh, is a music company, not a book company. But we're also uh, oftentimes looking for ways to, to do some different stuff, to do some things that... Um, are going to be meaningful to music fans that might not be the type of things that every other music company is doing. And so part of that is, is we've come up with the idea of music related books, you know, that there's, um, an opportunity there. We know a lot of music fans love to read books about their favorite bands or, or you know, whatever the, the, the history of their favorite records and, and all that kind of stuff. So, um, that was kind of the genesis of this whole thing was just an idea at BMG, um, uh, of let's, let's dip our toe in the water of, of putting out some music related books. And it just so happened that, uh, that Colin and Rod and Cindy, their manager, who is also the other with alongside right. me in this book, um, they were over at the BMG office uh, one day and, and we were just talking ideas and different things uh, that we might want to, to explore. And um, one of the uh, BMG labels actually put out the Zombies' last uh, record. You know, they're still very much making yes, new they music, are. which is which is very uh, central kind of to their identity. They're they're not a, a historical band only. They're right. they're a, a, a you know contemporary band yeah. as well. Yeah, the album you're talking about came out in 2015. Still uh, got the hunger. Yeah, on the end records, which is uh, which is one of the BMG labels. Anyway, we were just <laughs> talking and we got around and talking about books. And Cindy said, "Oh, the guys have toyed with the idea of doing a book and." Um, I was in this meeting and I said, uh, well, we've been toying with the idea of doing some books. Um, let's do it. Let's and do this and it, book. it happened really fast. I mean, within, I think usually a book like this would take, uh, 18 months or so to put together. We put the whole thing together in about three months. It was, it, it, it was looks crazy. like you've been working. It looks like you worked on it for a couple of years because the pic, the pictures in this book, these full color pictures, I don't know where you guys found these, but they're like 
pristine. These pictures are gorgeous looking photos of the band. And we have new artwork by, you, uh, who's the guy who did the cover for Odyssey and Oracle? Terry, Terry Quirk did the original Odyssey and Oracle cover. And he did the cover of and, this book. And he did the cover of this And book. he also did the cover of the new album, Still Got the Hunger. Yeah, so he's very much still a part of the Zombies universe, which he's, is really cool. That the, He's the like visual, the sixth member of the Zombies right, or something. Exactly, he's the, he's the visual guy. He's the guy that uh, can't spell Odyssey. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so we decided to call the book The Odyssey and maintain the misspelling uh, as it was on the original album. Yeah, yeah, you know? got to how do you know yeah yeah so uh you know i I figured well the odyssey is kind of taken in the book world but you know not spelled incorrectly so we'll take it yeah uh and then you have a guy you have a guy here that did the foreword to this book i'm not sure if people know this guy tom petty tom petty yeah he's a a young musician out of florida i'm hearing good things i hope that i hope that something breaks for him soon (laughs) does uh because he's he's always been a zombies fan yeah so whose idea is it to reach out to tom petty to do do the forward for this book um please tell me it was your idea well i think that it was that we just started talking it it was a very short conversation Mm -hmm. because it was well we should get somebody to do kind of a a forward to to give their thoughts you know another name in the music industry and tom has been such a uh, vocal and public zombies fan for so long that it was the, the short list was kind of okay well tom petty and if tom won't do it then then we'll we'll think about who else to get but fortunately tom did it and what was really cool is tom did not type this out uh on a computer he actually wrote it out longhand who has that on uh i've got the scan i think cindy probably has the the original but uh, he just wrote it out like with a sharpie on the like on a yellow pad wow it was like several pages long so this is like unfiltered straight like tom petty this is not like i'm gonna go back and refine i mean this is like this is pure like tom petty's enthusiasm for this band which is really cool and the last line that he wrote was in 69 they came with their second lp odyssey and oracle it was and is a masterpiece of the highest order think pepper pet sounds etc i'm sold tom petty yeah just what more can you say I know. I got to chill reading that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a, this is, this is a great forward. It's, it wasn't, yeah, it's just perfect. Yeah. Everything about this book is perfect. Well, uh, and, and you know, Tom has such a, a passion for that band and a guy like Tom Petty is not going to do something, uh, unless he's fired up about it. Cause he gets yeah. asked to do stuff all the time, you yeah. know? So it was cool not only to, um, to, to have Tom participate. I was actually the guy that transcribed his uh, yellow pad writing onto it. And I was like, this is a surreal moment right now. It is. Just, it, it's very, very cool. Tom Petty's words, but also getting insight into Tom Petty's soul that no matter how big of a rock star you get, mm-hmm. you can still be a fanboy. This is really cool. Yeah, I just read a quote from him the other day uh, saying that a lot of musicians say that the music they grew up was the best. And he goes, but for me, mine was the best. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. The zombies would have been part of that. Uh, then the introduction is by Rod Argent. Yep. And then uh, we have a page about the artwork, and it has the original Odyssey and Oracle cover. Yeah. And the cool thing, too, is you mentioned Terry, but there's also um, the book is sort of structured around the lyrics of 22 different songs. Yeah. And so um, Rod and Chris, and in a couple of cases, um, Colin as well, uh, hand wrote lyrics to some of the, the songs yes. that make up the zombies catalog. And so... Uh, Cindy told me, she said, well, Chris White, and, and Chris, of course, is, is the bass player. Um, Chris and one of the major songwriters yeah, as well. Yeah, one, one of the major songwriters in the band. She said, Chris's wife is a visual artist. 
And so she wants to do uh, an original piece of art to go with each of the 22 songs we've chosen. And I thought, oh, man, what are we going to get here? You know? I know, because that's the thing. It's whenever someone says, hey, my, my son's an artist or yeah, my wife yeah. or, or my husband or whatever it is. Yeah. You're always like, uh, if we don't like this, how are we going to be able to say yeah. no? And I thought, like, who really wants to see, like, the artwork of, of even one of the zombies, much less right. one of the spouses of the zombies? And I thought, this could really go south. And I said right. to Cindy, I said, well, how, uh, you know, how important is this? Like, how, do, do we really have to? And she said, well, just, just wait and see the artwork. You have to consider you, it. You, you at know. least have to consider yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And so she sent me some of the pieces I was blown away. Viv is an incredible visual artist, and so as much as Terry sort of contributed to the uh, to the to the historical visual look of the zombies, I feel like Viv really added this new element that brought this book to life in such a cool way. Now they also used her artwork during the live show. Am yeah, I correct? In, that's right. in the videos that played behind them when they played Odyssey and Oracle, yep. and she was also singing background vocals too. I believe she was. Yeah, yeah. she sings background. She provided this artwork. So very talented, multi-talented. Woman. Yeah, yeah. For example, uh, Billy Joel's last studio album was The River of Dreams, and Christy Brinkley did the album cover artwork for that, and uh, not good. <laughs> not not that great. Might be why they broke up. Uh, okay, page 21 of this book. It's called Beginning Here, the Singles Years, 1964 to 1966. And we got a, uh, a guy named Brian Wilson writing a little bit about the zombies. You yeah. guys got a lot of people uh, in this book that are commenting about what the zombies music or what this album meant to them. So, yeah. And who would reach out? Who would get a Brian Wilson? Did you guys make a list of people you thought might want to contribute? Yeah, you know what we did? We actually, uh, I started with a list of all of the artists that I could find who had ever covered mm-hmm. uh, a zombie song. Yeah, that's a good idea. And that was kind of the beginning point. And then um, we also kind of uh, spitballed the various artists who have been vocal in the past about their, their love for the zombies. Yeah. Um, and we basically came up with a, a huge list and started reaching out to people. And I give uh, Cindy, who's the the zombies manager and my fellow, as I mentioned, my fellow with on the book. Um, Cindy did a lot of the legwork in terms of reaching out to management to a lot of these folks and asking if they'd like to contribute something. And boy, everybody, everybody wanted to contribute something. Um, Again, the book starts uh, talking about the singles and uh, she's not there is the first one discussed. Uh, Christopher Cross uh, talks about it. And then Carlos Santana who covered the song. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So that's an example where, uh, okay, here's a guy who, who actually covered this song. Let's reach out to him and get his, his thoughts on it. And, it. and Santana does a great version of that song. Yeah, he does. And now, Cindy, and because Cindy probably had these, these uh, relationships that you didn't have, too, correct? Yeah, you, yeah. You probably could have reached out to some people. Yeah. I mean, I'm amazed who I can get to sit in this studio with me and uh, just from me doing it. So, yeah, if you have someone that has real clout... Uh, you know, you get people. Yeah. I think she just like texted Susanna Hoffs and was like, Hey, you want to do this? And, and, you know, got to go first. So, you know, fortunately the, the zombies, there's a lot of goodwill in the zombies, Mm -hmm. in the zombies world. And so these artists, uh, they were, they were all about it and nobody had to, we didn't have to, you know, offer any uh, favors or anything. Right. (laughs) Exactly. It was like eager to do it. Oh yeah. I'd love to participate. Uh, page 26 is an example of, um, of, uh, interviews with the band. Yeah. Did you yeah. conduct these interviews? I did. Yeah. Phone in person. How's that work? Uh, they were all done uh, over the phone. Over the phone. Over the phone. Yeah. And how long would you have with each 
person, let's say you call Colin, how long do you talk to him on the phone for this book? Um, all of the guys were, I mean, there was no sort of limitation because mm-hmm. it's really their story and yes. their vision. And th- so it wasn't like, okay, I'll give you an hour. You know, it was kind of like, well, Hey, whatever it takes. Um, and so we, um, spent, uh, I, I spoke to Rod the longest, uh, you know, because Rod he likes is, to talk. He's yeah, he's a talker and he's, Wait, it's not, that's a, not a bad thing. I'm not saying that is no, a bad no, thing. He is. He is a talker and he loves to talk about, he, he likes to get into, you know, the song structure yeah. and, the, and, and he's very, you know, he'll say like, okay, stop me if this is too much, <laughs> but he, he, he has a lot of enthusiasm and it's sort of like, you still see talking to a guy like Rod you still see the 19 year old guy that was making these records, you know, yeah. he's still got that kind of spark in his eye and, and all the guys do. I mean, they're all just genuine, you know, good guys. They are and, really and, good guys. Yeah. And, and just, you know, there's no pretense. There's no rock star, uh, sort of attitude. They're no just way. like, Oh yeah, let's, let's, uh, whatever time you need to just let me know what you want to know. And so I, I just went through all the songs. I asked them questions and, and asked them some general questions and they all were extraordinarily generous, you know, because they wanted to make sure like, okay, this is us presenting our story, you know, in a book form and we may never have the chance to do this again. So let's, let's take the time let's and, and get, get it right, right the first time. Yeah, yeah. So your job is you record these interviews, one of your, one of your jobs, you recorded all these interviews and then you took out. The, the couple of lines that would, yeah. would go with each individual song. And, yeah, and, yeah. and would you, did you also like on this page 26 guys, the reason I'm, I'm pointing out a page number, you don't have this book in front of you, but I hope you go out and buy it. And, and I'm going to tell you five of you people are going to get to, if you're Patreon subscribers, five of you people are going to win a signed copy signed by Scott. So, you know, get so with the program, get with go. the program. <laughs> so, and then you would, you would put, you would put these in the order that you felt yeah, it would it's sort of the like, best. A, like a big jigsaw puzzle, mm-hmm. you know. I've got uh, I've got one fully assembled puzzle over here, which is the interview with uh, with Rod. I've mm-hmm. got one, you know, fully assembled puzzle over here. That's my interview with Hugh. And, it, and then so you know, you start just it's like cut them all to pieces and throw them all on the table and reshuffle them into one big puzzle, you know, so that it, it's a true running oral history, so that it's it's more conversational. You sort of get a sense of it's the voices of each of the band members, kind of. Uh, you know, interwoven with each other. Yeah. And it's, it, it, it reads, you know, and if you listen to this podcast, when you read these, uh, when you read these quotes now, you'll have three of the voices in your head. You'll know how those guys sound. (laughs) Exactly. Three English gentlemen. They all have that English accent, but they all sound different. Yeah. And then on page 27, we get a, a, a nice look of the artwork that you were talking about. Right. Right. Kind of this mixed media artwork that she does has you know, these layers and, uh, it, it's really remarkable. It's a, it, you can't even really describe, I can't it. even describe it because I don't even know what this thing is called here. This little hooky thing. Right. Right. But she, there's uh, what, where would that be? That'd be like on a, that was you, like on your, on your jeans on when your you were jeans, a kid yeah. back in the day. I think maybe you put a key on it or something. Yeah. And then, and then she used it in this, in this artwork as i I'll post picture of this, uh, as an, as an, uh, a teardrop. Yeah. Yeah. So incredible. Yeah. So incredible. And then just so many pictures of the band that are just glorious. And we go through, you know, all the singles and then we eventually get up to where does Odyssey, what page do we get to Odyssey and Oracle? Mm, I think that comes around page 57, 57. I'm going to get there and we're going to, we're going to start to play a little bit of music here. I just love this whole book. I know I'm kissing your ass, Scott, <laughs> but really there we go. 57 Odyssey and Oracle, the making of a masterpiece. And it truly is us. I am late to the game on this, uh, Odyssey and Oracle. I just, yeah. I just discovered it this year because yeah. um, people would, uh, people like Paul Myers would uh, post about it all the time. 
And I was just like, well, how have I never heard this album? I know, I know time of the season. Right. That's all I knew. So I picked this album up and I was literally just blown away by it. And I know that a lot of people that listen to this show discovered it because of me talking about it. And I think that's what's happened with this album. It's a, it's a word of mouth album. Yeah, yeah. And then when you hear it, you can't believe that you've never heard it. Well, everybody was late to the party on this album. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. <laughs> some later than others, but I mean, this album was a complete commercial disaster. Uh, it was a, it was a total flop. Um, so, it, you know, that that had a lot to do with. I mean, the band had had essentially broken up by the time the album even came out. Um, yes, which is so weird. Yeah, and they talked yeah. about that on the show. Yeah, and it was all about. It was money, but not in a bad way. They just weren't making any money. They weren't, right. they weren't mad that Rod and Chris maybe were making more because they were writing the great songs. They were just kind of bummed that they were a little mismanaged. And yeah. yeah, they needed to make a living. Yeah, and, well, they said, know. they go, we weren't talking about buying our third or fourth car. We, did, we needed a car, and we needed yeah. a roof on our heads. Right, and right. it just wasn't happening. So. And you know, I don't know that in 1967 when they recorded this record, because it was a, some lag time between when it was recorded and when it came out. Right. I highly doubt that there were people in, in even in the Beatles, you know, in 67 that ever imagined that 30, 40, 50 years down right. the road from now, uh, there's going to be deluxe reissues. People are still going to be interested in this. I mean, there was no sense like now we very much have this idea of, you know, rock and roll as part of our culture. But at that time, yeah, it probably seems sort of disposable. Like, yeah, we're going to do this in our 20s, and then we'll go on and we'll get real jobs and we'll live our lives. And know? all those British Invasion bands, those they were kids. Yeah. They, yeah. Were, they were literally 20, yeah. 21, 22. Young kids and no template for, you know. <laughs> no. I mean, now we see a guy like McCartney or the Zombies who are still out on the road, guys in their 70s who are still rocking. No one in, the, in that day would have ever imagined that someone in their 70s would be, you know, making rock and roll. It was the, you know, it was what was going on in the youth culture at the time. And so, you know, like, like I say, it, it was the sort of thing where the, the end of the Zombies, the first incarnation was, it just sort of, it wasn't like they went out with a bang or they all hated each other and they had to break no. up or anything like that. It was just sort of like, well, that kind of ran its course and it, we gave it a go and it, it is what it is. And, you know, we'll all try something else, move on with our lives now, you know? So, uh, so the, anyone who claims they were a fan of Odyssey and Oracle from the time it was released, uh, they're, they're probably uh, just trying to be cool. <laughs> well, I'm not cool. So I definitely told them to their faces that I'm late to the party and they, they didn't care if you're late to the party, as long as you get to the party, yeah, as long as you get to the party, that's what matters. So page 64 and 65, uh, 64, we have handwritten lyrics by Rod Argent of care of cell 44. Then on page 65, we have the, the original artist of the Odyssey and Oracle cover. He did like, a new O yeah. for every song from Odyssey and Oracle. Right. And inside each O, he would put like a, uh, some type of a, a, a iconic pop figure or yeah, something, yeah. you know, and um, I don't want to spoil this. I won't tell you, all, tell you all those. But then, and then on this page, we have uh, author and music journalist Ken Sharp talking about um, Care of Self 44. Yeah, yeah. And that was the other, you know, we mentioned all the artists who contributed. We also had a lot of, of renowned music journalists mm -hmm you know, folks from NPR and, and, you know, the cream of the crop in terms of music journalists who, again, uh, probably also were late to the party, but have all joined the party. And, and, you know, there's great 
there's widespread critical recognition of this album after all these years. And so we had, again, no problems getting some of the top music critics to, to contribute. Our only problem actually with, with some of them was to, to get them to tone it down a little. Cause they'd send us like nine paragraphs and we're like, okay, this is supposed to just kind of be a, a, a blur. Yeah. They would, they would be, they would be right, right. praising it so much. Right. Right. And while we share your sentiment and appreciate it, like we might need to take out a couple paragraphs here. Well, my, my uh, a friend of mine, David Wilde, who wrote for Rolling Stone magazine, I was talking to him about this album and I said, Hey, I just discovered Odyssey and Oracle. And he just said, one of my favorite albums of all time. I mean, it was just like yep. no, no, no thought to it. He yeah, just like, yeah. boom out there. So let's hear a little bit of uh, care of cell 44. I've played this song a couple of times, but let's hear it again. It's so good. I got the spinning wheel of death. Oh, there we go. is so awesome on that too. Oh man, it's killer. Uh, I'm playing the original mono mix because that's what Rod Argent told me is his preference. Yeah. So even though there was a 50th anniversary disc that also came out this year, uh, it was uh, it was in stereo. It was not the mono mix. Yeah. yeah. Which is, we, uh, that's another thing I wanted to mention is this book comes out on the, pretty much the 50th anniversary yeah, of 50th when it was anniversary recorded. Of the recording of yeah. the album. The album, there was a little delay after the recording until it actually was released, but 67 is when it was uh, recorded and it was recorded uh, very soon after Sgt. Pepper. Uh, much of it in the same studio that Sgt. Pepper was recorded in. Um, and you know, you can sort of, there's something in the air, uh, yeah. in, in London at that time, you know? Well, I think I'm, I might be saying this wrong. I, I think they said they used John Lennon left his, is it a Mellotron? Yeah. Melot Am I yeah. saying that right? Yeah. I don't even know what that is. Is that a, key, yeah. is that it, a keyboard type it's, thing? It's sort of like an, an early non-digital synthesizer-y sort of thing. Uh, and yeah. that was, that was left there and they used it on, I forget what song, but they said they definitely played they, and recorded they it. They used it on several songs. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I think Lennon had left it there after the Sgt. Pepper sessions and, and they thought, well, better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Let's just, uh, use this thing. Yeah. And again, back then that was their contemporary. The Beatles were the Beatles, but they weren't the Beatles yet. So they just thought, oh, John left his thing here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the Beatles were always the Beatles. I mean, okay. you know, even these guys, All right. you know, even, even the zombies we'll talk about in the early days uh, that they sort of thought like, oh, we aspire to be the Beatles, <laughs> the Beatles. <laughs> you know, <laughs> as bands do today. Yeah. Uh, next song that's talked about here is A Rose for Emily. Again, we get handwritten lyrics by Rod Argent. And as you said, these were recently handwritten. These aren't like the original right. handwritten. Right. And then, it's funny because somebody actually did a review on Amazon uh, and they said, well, while it's nice that, you know, they have this this look, these are obviously not actually handwritten lyrics these are they use the font to make it look like handwritten lyrics and which is absolutely false i have seen the original handwritten from I, all the guys i hate the amazon review <laughs> i like when i go in there and like there's a product and then i see a one-star review and i click that one-star review and the guy will say 
was supposed to arrive in two days, right. didn't get here for four days. I mean, that has nothing to do with this, the product, <laughs> right, right. you dummy. Yeah, as an author, I have to say, uh, I, I, fortunately, everything I've worked on has had very good reviews on Amazon generally, but I've had this the, the, the stray <sighs> negative review, and whenever it's something like, I ordered this and it didn't arrive, I'm like, ah, you're killing my rating, man. It wasn't my fault it didn't arrive. <laughs> it's like if you read a Yelp review and the guy goes, there wasn't enough ice in my Coke, one star at this <laughs> restaurant. That's ridiculous. Right. So, okay, and then, and then the person who talks about about a rose for Emily also has been on the show, uh, Susanna Hoffs. Nice. So listen, listen to a little rose for Emily. The summer is here at last. The sky is overcast, and no one brings a rose for Emily. She watches her flowers grow while lovers come and go to give each other. Another great song. Yeah, they just, a, there's, uh, there's, there's, there's nothing that you fast forward on this album. Yeah, no, it's it's everything is so perfectly executed, and and that was part of one of the things that all the guys talked about was they said, you know, you know, we mentioned a minute ago the idea of money. They, they didn't have like bags of gold no. sitting around, you know. So money was tight, and recording was expensive. So they really worked these songs. They didn't go in the studio and spend the studio time experimenting and pulling together arrangements right. and all that. I mean, they rehearsed these songs like crazy. Um, there was they left a little room like for the Mellotron and stuff like that. So when they got in the studio, they they might have added some enhancements. But the the roadmap for all these songs was done well in advance before they went in because they're like, hey, we only have X amount of dollars and we got to get this done. So, yep. um, you know, that everything was thought out and you can hear that. You can hear the craftsmanship. It's perfectly sequenced too. Like when yeah. I picked up the album and I saw that Time of the Season was the last song, I was like, that seems out of place. That was the single. But right, then it's right. like, no, perfectly placed. Yeah, and, and, and wasn't even intended to be the single. I mean, that was mm -hmm. even that was kind of accidental. Uh, Care of Self 44, I think, yes, was, the I first, think you're right. was the first single off the record. And, and, and the one that uh, Colin has always said was like his favorite. And he thought, well, this is obviously a hit. If, if this isn't a hit, then there's no hope. There's no hope. <laughs> and, you know, and we, everyone knows time of the season. So when you... So we now say, oh, that's obviously the single. Right. But to be honest, any one of these songs could have been a single. Yeah. Pretty course. much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up is Maybe After He's Gone, and we have handwritten lyri lyrics by Chris White. That is not a, a font. That is actually <laughs> Real Chris White's. Lyrics. And that's then great. this gentleman who talks about this song is Alec. Alex Paleo. Yeah. Alec, Alex Paleo. Alec Paleo, yeah. And he was a, it says, reissue producer, compiler of the zombie heaven box set yeah he's really a guy who deserves a lot of credit for for waving the zombies flag for a lot of years mm -hmm. about 20 years ago or so they put out this great zombies uh box set hard to find now i think yeah yeah it's not the it's i don't think it's still in print um i believe ace records put that out in the uk and and alec uh who lives up i think in the bay area um he has he's kind of like the zombies Historian. I mean, he's a guy. He he's got it going on when it comes to to knowing his zombie stuff. And is he a guy of the zombies age, or is he like uh, you know? I think he's a little younger. younger. I think he's a little younger than the than the zombies are. Okay. But um, has been a real collector and champion and kind of 
unofficial zombies archivist and uh he he's done a lot you know especially in the last couple decades to to really wave the flag and i think he he's kind of an unsung hero in terms of uh he deserves a lot of credit for um kind of the resurgence of people going back and recognizing that record and i asked the band when they were here um how many copies this has sold and do they have a gold record from this or and they said they 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 don't and they they really don't know how many copies sold. Yeah. Because yeah. I would think, well, I said, after 50 years, though, and people rediscovering it, I would assume, and there were a lot of young people at that concert, I would yeah. say 20-year-olds and stuff, that seemed to know all the lyrics and stuff. Right. So I wonder how the, if the, is it the, what's the RIAA? What's that stand for? Recording? Recording Industry Association of America. You would think that they could figure out if there's a gold record around for these gentlemen. Yeah, and I don't know how they figured that if because the original came out on, uh, gosh, was it Columbia or Columbia, Epic or, you know, yeah. whatever it was. Um, and then it's been reissued by various labels over the years who've licensed those songs and they've put out reissues on different, you know. So I don't know how they sort of take all that and aggregate it and figure it out, but it does seem like, you know, by now. But... On the other hand, you know, I don't know. This is kind of the ultimate hipster album. Yeah, it's like yeah. everybody who's who's, you know, in the know and and the hardcore music geeks all love this record, but it has never like broken through to this, you know, awareness in terms of like a, a wide popular sort of public. Thing. If I had the money and the means, I would uh, I would uh, spearhead a a project to, to try to find out if these guys yeah. uh, have sold count them up half a million copies if, any, if anybody listening to your shows got the money and the means then uh, well let's start with you. me i've i've purchased uh, a mono version a stereo version and i purchased an, an lp for my friend recently so okay there's three there's three right there come on <laughs> uh okay let's hear this uh this song maybe after he's gone which is track three on the album Soft as morning rain, but the light that fell upon me turned to shadow when he came. You can definitely hear the Beatles uh, kind of influences in there. Yes, you and, can. And that was one of the ones I know that they used the Mellotron. Uh, oh, okay, good. On, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Beechwood Park, Paul Weller of the Jam and Style Council. Paul is, is a huge uh, zombies. I mean, he's, he's kind of one of the first high-profile artists who gave a lot of ink in the press to, to being a zombies fanatic. Um, and you know, uh, I think it was, somebody was telling me and, and I, I don't want to get this wrong. I think it was Chris, but, uh, when the book came out, we did a, a, a launch event at the strand bookstore in New York and we were backstage or, you know, back in the back office right, right. at the bookstore. Before the after party. Out. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> the before party, the, the before party, you know, bookstores can get a little crazy. Uh, so we were back there and, and Chris was talking about, um, seeing Paul Weller at some sort of event. And Chris was like a fan, a Paul Weller fan. And so he goes up and he's like, Oh, hi, I just want to 
introduce myself. My name is Chris White, and, and I'm a big fan. And Paul Weller's like, holy crap, and <laughs> I'm a big fan of yours. yours. You know, yeah, yeah. So, That's great. Mutual um, admiration society. Yeah, so I think even before, uh, maybe even back before Tom Petty was, was championing these guys, uh, Paul Weller was talking about the zombies. So uh, he's another another person who uh, who deserves some credit for, for raising their profile again. And in his little write-up for Beechwood Park, he says, closes it with, thank you, Rod, Colin, Chris, Hugh, and Paul for touching my life with your beautiful music. I'm so glad the world finally woke up to what you all achieved all those years ago. This record will last forever, Paul Weller. Yeah. And the handwritten lyrics again for this one are by Chris White. And let's hear the amazing Beechwood Park. Do you remember summer days just after summer rain? When all the air was damp and warm in the green of country lanes And the breeze would touch your hair, kiss your face and make you care about your world Your summer world And we would count the evening stars as the day grew dark in Beechwood Park and that's one of the songs that uh, there were three songs that they did not record at Abbey Road. Um, and they did at Olympic Studios, which is also a very famous studio. Rolling Stones did a lot of their records there. But um, that there was some concern of like, oh, Abbey Road wasn't available, so we have to go to this other studio. Or are, are, the, are they going to sound different? Right. Are they going to stick out? And uh, you know, to my ears, actually, some of the guys in the band sort of still say, well, I still feel like I can hear a little bit of a difference. But <laughs> to my ear, they all sound like they are completely fine. I know. And whenever it's, whenever it's just like the human ear, it's always like, that sounds fine to me. Right. right. So the next song, is uh is brief candles and we got a write up here by someone called Beach House. Yeah, Beach House. I, I don't know who Beach House is. Beach House is a, is a contemporary group. Well, that's uh, why I don't know them. Yeah, yeah. I always say we it's uh this is the podcast for podcast for all things music, both new and classic. And so I, I, I need to up my new. Yeah, a you got to check out Beach House. They're great. Uh, and actually, that was pretty intentional. So this isn't an individual person. This is a band. This is a band. Yes. So how does yes. the band yes. come together to write their own? Uh, well, I guess we'd have to ask by uh, committee. ask the band that. All right. So tell me about Beach House. <laughs> um, so a big part of us, uh, part of our our mission here was: look, it's important to these guys, um, to to the members of the Zombies, that they not be viewed as a museum piece. You know, they are still not only still touring, but still making new music and, yeah. and making records. And their impact, um, you know, yes, they impacted Tom Petty. But they also impacted um, more contemporary acts like Beach House and Cage the Elephant, and so we actually went after some more um, more contemporary groups, uh, contemporary artists that we wanted to have weigh in and 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 illustrate that the influence of the Zombies' music was not just on the generation that um, was immediately behind them, but is a thing that continues. Kind of like you mentioned at the show. There were people from from all ages there, so that was important for us in the book to to illustrate that as well. Um, yes, there are iconic artists who love the zombies, and there are also new artists who yeah. who have been influenced by the zombies. And yeah, well. I was uh, I was really again I was really excited to be at that show and look around and see these uh, I call them kids. Yeah. You know, that were, uh, I'm like, look at all, look at this crowd. This is yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then the, uh, the little, the little O that was drawn for this, for brief candles has a uh, Marilyn Monroe in it. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of cool. Let's hear brief candles. Yeah. 
There she sits, her hands are held tight around her glass. She only needs to be alone. She knows this mood will pass. To realize that she was strong and he too weak to stay. And to realize that she is better off this way. things that makes the zombies uh unique is the way that they use um their voices and that song in particular uh chris and rod and colin each take a verse yeah so it, it, it's unique and it's the only song on the album where that happens but you know obviously all the layers of harmonies and everything are really cool but those guys had a really good sense of how to use voices as instruments yeah because that i mean like for colin that is his instrument yeah that's exactly. his main instrument yeah yeah um now we got we come to uh hung up on a dream and we have uh, we have a couple uh more current artists nate Roos of fun i do know who he is yes and nick uh nick bachrath bachrath from cage the elephant yeah nate Roos says uh in my opinion odyssey and oracle is as good as anything i've ever heard and is getting better with age He's right. Yeah. It's definitely, my daughter is, uh, my oldest daughter is 16. And you know, sometimes I'll play stuff in the car on the way to school that she's not thrilled with. Right. And she'll play <laughs> stuff that I'm not thrilled with. Yeah. And then, then we'll find stuff that we both like. And she was totally cool with listening to Odyssey and Oracle. Nice. I'd say, I'm going to play this again. Is that okay? She's like, yeah. Like I literally, the day I, I bought this album, I listened to it about 10 times straight through. Wow. Cause it was just like, I'm like, oh, I want to hear that again. I yeah, like that. Yeah. And, and just kept getting into it more and more and more and yeah, layers yeah. of every song. So Yeah, it's nice when, you know, the, there's the kind of the, there's the badge of honor, I guess, in, in music geekdom mm -hmm. of finding some forgotten single or some forgotten album and, and being the guy who, who discovers it and like tells all your friends about it. But, you know, let's be honest, like most time, I mean, the hidden gems have kind of been dug out, you know? Yes, yes. And, and, and so most times you find something and if it rises to the standard of mediocrity, then it's like exciting. Like, Hey, I found this cool thing that everybody forgot about. Check it out. Right. You know, this is one of those rare instances where there are people still discovering this album as a hidden gem and it actually brings the goods. I mean, it's, yes, it it's does. not like, well, relatively speaking, it's a good, like it's a straight up, you know, forgotten masterpiece. Right. And, and so I think that when people discover an album like this, that they hadn't been aware of previously, it's like, wow, this is, this is extra cool because it's, it's not like, I don't have to adjust my expectations, right. you know? And then the, um, Rose for Emily was just used in a podcast. I forget what podcast it was. Oh, I don't know. Was it S town maybe by the people who did cereal? That could all be wrong, but I'm just using, I'm going to tell you. So anyway, my wife and my 16 year old daughter listened to this podcast and a Rose for Emily came on and my daughter said, oh, that's Rose from Emily by the zombies. And my wife was like, well, how do you know that? And she's like, because dad and I listen to this all the time. Right, right. Like, oh, all right. <laughs> that's cool. So let's hear the song. Next track, track six. I guess this would close outside one if we we're listening to vinyl. This is Hung Up on a Dream. Well, I 
And Scott, I'm going to go right into track seven changes. Well, I did want to say one thing oh, about sure. that song. Absolutely. I think it's, it's interesting that, that, you know, I listen to a song like that and I'm like, all right, guys, what kind of drugs were you doing? You know? <laughs> and, uh, and Rod said, you know, this was 1967. And you have to remember that that sort of thing was just kind of beginning to happen, you know, at that time. It wasn't really till 68, 69, where it really started exploding. You know, it began in 67, but he said psychedelic drugs were not a factor for us at all. None of us were taking psychedelic drugs, um, which I, I, I at first was a little skeptical of until all the guys in the band con- confirmed that story. Yeah. Um, and so that was like pure creativity right there, you know. Um, and, and Rod even said, like, look, I'm not judging anybody's choices and how they choose to fuel their creative process. But for me personally, it always felt like kind of a shortcut to uh, to use drugs. Oh, like that's we, we wanted to to really like pull the stuff out of our, our creativity and and be able to say like this is us. This is our you know our craft mm. as songwriters as musicians. We are creating this. This is not you know some substance can't take credit for it. So I thought that was really interesting. That is interesting and uh, good for Rod. That's great. Uh, this is track seven changes. to 40 seconds of each one of these songs is really not doing it proper justice. Yeah, also, yeah. Uh, when you hear like how one song goes into the next song, yeah, I mean, yeah. and the album flows. So we're just giving you a taste of it. You know, if you haven't, uh, if you haven't heard it the way I never did <laughs> until recently. One of the things that the guys talked about on that song in particular yeah. was, you know, everything was very scheduled and very rigid in terms of, of studio time. You know, the, at that point, the Beatles could kind of get away with camping out in the studio and experimenting with stuff. Because they, they were making money yeah, and they could pay yeah. for that studio and They time. were the Beatles, yeah. you know. So, but the, the zombies, um, there, there was a pretty strict, you know, you pay for a three-hour session, you get a three-hour session. And so the story is that while they were finishing up the harmonies on that song, that literally they ran out of time and, like, these guys who worked at the at the, uh, the studio, like bust in the door with their little, you know, coats on or whatever and start moving start cleaning up. Yeah. yeah, getting ready for the next session. And so they just continued on and finished their harmonies. And so there's the debate amongst the band members of whether or not you can hear the piano being moved uh, <laughs> right. in the background or not. <laughs> they probably can hear it. Uh, my ears still can't hear it. Uh, the next song is I want her. She wants me. And this has another quote from Nate Roos of fun. It says, I Want Her, She Wants Me has been a staple on every mixtape I've ever made for a girl I've had a crush on. Hmm. And for the uh, younger listeners, I might have to define a mixtape, but we'll assume everybody knows. <laughs> mix CD. <laughs> Call it a mix CD. A, a, a mix Spotify playlist. Yes. Good. Good deal. <laughs> Here we go. I Want Her, She Wants Me. I 
so easy There's nothing on my mind Life seems kind now I want her, she wants me Rod Argent doing lead vocals on that one instead yes. of Cullen. Rod Argent from the band Argent. Yes. Well, after the zombies. <laughs> yes. Um, so the next song, this will be our year. This was used in uh, the show Mad Men. I'm pretty sure this is the one yeah. they used. And uh, you have some heavyweights here talking about this will be our year. Graham Nash and Matthew Sweet. Yeah. Matthew Sweet, of course, worked with Suzanne Hoffs and yeah. on those covers albums, which are amazing. And they recorded, uh, they did Care of Self 44. I think that's the one they covered. they did, yeah. Yeah. They might have even done Time of the Season 2, like as a bonus track. Hmm. Not sure about that. Uh, Graham Nash says, this will be our year. It's a perfect song to be played at any wedding or at any gathering. From one songwriter to another, well done. And then Matthew Sweet's, one of the things he says is, like the song says, it helps me up when I'm down and I won't forget. Matthew Sweet. So I love this song too. This is this will be our year. The warmth of your love like the warmth from the sun. And this will be our year. Took a long time to come. Don't let go of my hand. Is gone. This will be our year. Took a long time to come, and I won't forget the way you helped me up when I was down. And I won't forget the way you said, "Darling, I love you." You gave me faith to go on. Now we're there, and we've only just begun. This will be our year. That is the shortest song on the album clocking in at two minutes and nine seconds i love that trumpet part too. i know it's, really it's cool. amazing i wonder who plays that i don't know i don't know now either. that's some deep uh it's zombies some, trivia right there deep nerd action there <laughs> if you can if anyone knows that uh hey maybe that'll be the question i ask there you go for you guys to win this thing <laughs> uh next up we have butcher's tale handwritten lyrics by chris white and then person commenting on this is cliff bernstein artist manager and co-founder of q prime that's q prime management right yeah i believe he's metallica's manager a big heavy hitter in the in the music world um and and this song actually uh it had a parenthetical uh title yes with with the year 1914 western front 1914 1914, which was incorrect it was written 1916 because Uh chris was writing about a specific battle okay uh and somebody at the record label thought they got it wrong because the war started in 1914 okay. so they on the record itself it says western front 1914 and that always bugged the band because that's not what it's supposed to be they uh so they didn't mind that odyssey was spelled wrong but this thing <laughs> this thing really got under their skin well you know what's funny about the misspelling of odyssey is that that was a complete just goof on the part of terry quirk who yeah. did the album cover he legitimately just spelled it wrong and when they when they went i think it was just chris and rod who went to the record company and they showed them the the cover and they said well that that's great but you know odyssey is spelled wrong and they said well it's too late this is already it's, <laughs> it's already going to the printer you know it is what it is so they came up with a story that like well it's a play on the word ode yeah like the like a song is an ode and these songs take you on this adventurous odyssey and that's the story that they told 
they told and they and stuck even to it. Colin didn't know. Yeah. And I think it was only like 20 years ago that they were giving some interview and, and Rod said, well, what really happened? And Colin was like jaw drops. And he said, I didn't know that. <laughs> How did you not tell me that on the tour bus? <laughs> right. you, just, you just let that go like that? <laughs> Uh, let's hear, uh, and, and I'll just read a little bit. He wrote a lot about the song, but he, at, at the end of his little passage, he says, it's so vivid, so real. And you get the whole story in two minutes and 45 seconds, not a second wasted. This is Butcher's Tale. Oh, that's creepy. Yeah. I didn't cue anything up today, folks. I took him taking everything from the top. The butcher, yes, that was my trade, but the king's shilling is now my fee. A butcher, I may as well have stayed for the slaughter that I see. Preacher in his pulpit, sermon go and fight, do what is right. But he don't have to hear these guns, and I bet he sleeps at night. And I, and I That's a little bit of the butcher's tale. That was probably the most chilling moment I think at the at the show that they did in yeah. LA recently. It was like. At the end, you know, instead of erupting into applause, it was sort of a moment of silence. Before yeah, they, everybody responded, it was kind of like, they said, whoa, wow. it's heavy. That's a dark song. Yeah. It's, uh, um, and again, that show was fantastic. Yeah. Incredible. And I told them when they were on the show that uh, they really, you could tell that they have a genuine appreciation for the, the people that come to see them, for the yeah. audience. It, it, it's not a phony moment in the yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah, they're so, and every time I've been around them, you know, they're so gracious. And so, you know, they're always like thanking me, you know, for, well, that's oh, what we're they so did pleased here. with like, how the book came thank out. Thank you for and, having you know, me, us yeah. on the show. And I'm they're like, like, guys, it's you. Yeah, we, we're, we need to kidding? thank you. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> are you kidding? This is amazing. Yeah, not a, not a, uh, a bone of, of arrogance among those guys. It's, it's really refreshing. Uh, next up is track eleven. We're almost, we're getting we're getting to the last two tracks. I'll probably we'll probably talk about time of the season, and then I'll use that as our playout song for uh, the after party. But this is uh, this is friends of mine. Got uh, a little bit of a write up here by Dave DiMartino, a music journalist. I don't know the name Dave DiMartino, but I figure if he's in this book, he's top notch. He is top notch. <laughs> uh, what does it say here? It says uh, the song provides a welcome respite from the gloom and doom that otherwise gloriously pervades Odyssey and Oracle so unforgettably. Dave DiMartino. Yes. Here we go. Friends of mine. When we're all in a crowd And you catch your eye And then you both smile I feel so good inside And when I'm with her She talks about you The things that you say The things that you do It feels so good to know To be Very nice friends of mine. So we get the uh, the big song in the the song that everyone knows, whether you know the album or not. It's time of the season. Yeah. 
and a couple of, a couple of heavyweights here talking about time of the season. Jeff Emmerich, he was at the concert we were at, wasn't he? He was, yeah. I didn't yeah. get to say hello to him, but he was, uh, I, I, he was there. Yeah, I saw he him. was. I met him. I got my picture taken with him, and Sweet. I was a total uh, fanboy about it. You know, I mean, he engineered so many of the Beatles records. Yep. He engineered Odyssey and Oracle. The guy's a legend. Well, I went to, uh, my favorite band is Cheap Trick, and they did a residency in Las Vegas where they were playing the Sgt. Pepper album, top mm. to bottom, and it was really cool. Right. And Jeff Emmerich was running the sound for those shows. Oh, wow. That's so cool. it was pretty cool to turn around and see him. It was in a small, yeah. small it wasn't Caesars or some gigantic, it was just yeah, a small yeah. place that when I forget what... Uh, yeah, he wrote a book called, I think it was called Here, There, and Everywhere. Uh, I believe that was the title mm-hmm. of it. I read it. It's fantastic. And you would think, like, well, who wants to read a book about the engineer? I, I assure you, if you're a music fan or you, a Beatles you fan, want to read that. it's a great book. It's a great read. I wonder if he's, does he live in the States? I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know where he is. Yeah. That would be a good guess. Good guy to have on your podcast, yeah. though. It, yes, indeed. Uh, he says, I will always remember the recording session in number three studio at Abbey Road. Talking about that. I don't know if he's talking about this song or the whole album. But. Yeah, the whole thing. And then Clive Davies. Yeah. Or Clive Davis. Clive Davis. Yeah. I, I got it like I legendary got the, the Ray A&R Davies, man. Ray Davis thing. <laughs> right. Clive Davis. Yeah. 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 He legendary. Yeah. And so what happened was uh, Clive Davis was running. And again, I'm sorry, I can't remember if it was Columbia or Epic because now it's all the same thing. Yes. But at the time, I, we'll say Columbia. Uh, he was um, basically the head. I mean, this is a guy that's probably historically one of the most powerful figures in, in the music industry and still and still is. Um, and so uh, he um, essentially had kind of passed on releasing, he had the right to release the album in the U S <laughs> yeah. um, and it, it had come out in the UK and it hadn't really, you know, it had been a flop in the UK. So you can understand why he would yeah, have some jump, apprehension. You know, exactly. Um, but Al Cooper went to work for him and, uh, Al Cooper played uh, the organ on like a Rolling Stone. He produced the early Leonard Skinner records. He's one of those guys that shows up. Over I think and over he produced uh, one of the early Tubes albums too. I he, think he very well may have. He also has a book uh, called Backstage Passes and Backstabbing Bastards. Uh, another great insider music industry read. Um, but at any rate, Al Cooper went over to the UK. He discovered this album. He comes back to Clive. He says, we got to find a way to put this out. And Clive goes, well, we already have the right to put it out if we want to. <laughs> so that was really Al Cooper is how it wound up uh, getting, released, getting in, released in the US. Yeah. And, and thanks to that, there was some DJ in Idaho or somewhere who started playing Time of the Season. Um, and fan, you know, people listening to the radio started calling in and saying, hey, I like that song. And um, ultimately, that was sort of what forced the label to to release it as a single because it just got this kind of uh, groundswell of, of support from radio listeners. And here's what Clive Davis says about uh, time of the season. Although it wasn't the first single time of the season went on to be a tremendous era defining hit that still sounds fresh and hopeful. It always brings a smile every time I hear it and Odyssey and Oracle over the years has gotten all the accolades it always deserved. So, we're going to play time of the season. We're going to use it for a playout song, but I want to ask uh, you, Scott, a couple more things. You have a podcast. I do. Tell us about your podcast. What's it called? Uh, it's called Songcraft. We are at songcraftshow.com or uh, on iTunes, iTunes or Stitcher or wherever anybody wherever. gets podcasts. Yeah. So we interview uh, songwriters of all genres and eras. Um, Who's your, been your favorite guest so far? You know, I, I don't know that I can say that I've had a favorite guest. I, I will say that... Um, uh, probably 
Well, Rod Argent was a guest mm. on our show talking about writing uh, a lot of the zombie songs. Now how did you get him? <laughs> we were acquainted. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we've had everybody from, you know, Loretta Lynn to Sweet. Bill Withers nice. to Donovan, you know, to a lot of people that folks haven't heard of mm. um, who've written a ton of hits. And so, um, you know, basically folks... Uh, a guy like Billy Steinberg who wrote like a virgin um, and, and a ton of Whitney Hugh like now, 80s hits. I had Tom Kelly on the show. Okay, yes, his so, co-writer. Yeah, his yeah, co-writer. Yeah, That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we have, have guys like that on. Uh, Steve Cropper who wrote In the Midnight Hour, mm-hmm. Sitting on the Dock of the Bay. A lot of was also in the Blues you know, Brothers Band. It's in the Blues Brothers <laughs> Band as well. Yeah, exactly. The, the big long hair and the beard. Yep. Uh, you know, so we try to have guys like that who may not be household names mm-hmm. as That's well cool. as, as people who, you know, our, our kind of tagline is, uh, you, you definitely know their songs. You might know their names, yeah. but we're bringing you their stories. So it's really just an opportunity. It's not a uh, how to get into the songwriting business type of podcast. It's a fan-based podcast of what do songwriters do, what are the stories behind some of the songs that you know and love. And, uh, and we put out a new episode every two weeks. And um, so, yeah, check us out at songcraftshow.com. And uh, that sounds like right up the alley uh, for listeners of this show. Yeah, yeah. And it's so funny, like when you say Billy Steinberg and Tom Kelly, those are not household names, but everyone has heard at least one oh, yeah. Kelly Steinberg song, yeah, without a yeah. doubt. They wrote the 80s. They did write the 80s. <laughs> I mean, Madonna, everyone. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. Whitney Houston. Cindy Lauper. Art. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, and what's your next book project? Do you have a book project? Can you talk about it? Maybe you can't even talk about it. Yeah, in November, uh, we've got a book coming out. It's the autobiography of Wanda Jackson. Um, and Wanda was kind of the first female rock singer. Started out as a, as a country artist. Mm-hmm. Um, went on tour with Elvis in, I think, 55 or 56. Uh, Elvis said, hey, you ought to be singing this kind of music. Elvis gave her his ring and asked her to be his girl. Wow. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so I worked with Wanda on her autobiography. She let me try on the ring, by the way, I got to, got to wear the Elvis did ring. Did it fit you? It, it did. It fit me. Yeah. Yeah. It because it, was, it wasn't resized. It was his ring. It was his ring. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I got to wear the Elvis ring, which was really cool. But yeah, so Wanda is, did uh, she offer that up or did you ask? Oh, if you I could? asked. I asked. Good for yeah. you. That's so the kind I, of stuff I do. <laughs> I co-wrote the book with her. And so I went and spent a week at her house. And after about three days, I felt we had become comfortable around each other enough that I could say, Hey, let me, well, first I said, can I see the Elvis ring? Oh, good. Then good. she brought it out on the living room on the, put it on, on the dining room table. Mm-hmm. And I said, can I, can I take a picture of the Elvis ring? Yeah. Can I try on the Elvis ring? Can I take a picture of us together with the Elvis ring? So she was very accommodating and, and let me be a big fan. I hope you close this out with, can I have the Elvis ring? <laughs> I wasn't so bold. I wasn't so, but you know, we'll see. Maybe we'll work up to that one day. Did you stay at her house when you were? Uh, no, no. I stayed at a hotel nearby and just went over and spent all day with her every day. What kind of a house does an artist of that era and ilk have in 2017? Is she doing Okay. Uh, she actually, it's funny. I was just there last week. Mm-hmm. I was going through Oklahoma city and I stopped by a friend of mine and I were, were making a road trip across the country, uh, transporting a, a 57 Chevy that I bought back to, to LA. So I said, well, we're going through Oklahoma city. We, we got to go see the queen of rockabilly. We're going to have the rockabilly <laughs> of cars in tow. Yeah. So we took Wanda out to lunch. We came uh, back to her house. Um, and she said, 
I hope you like my house. It's a time capsule of the 80s, which was really funny because <laughs> it really is. It's a nice house. They built it in 1980, but she hasn't changed it. She hasn't like, changed it's, anything. It's, it's, a, it's a well-maintained uh, time capsule 80s same, house. Same fixtures, yeah. all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, so it, it's great. And she's, you know, she's one of those people who's, she's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but in, in some ways she's kind of a, an unsung hero of, of female rock and roll. Um, so she's working on a new album now with Joan Jett. Uh, Whoa! Her, her, she's 80 years old. She just became a great grandmother. So wow. great grandma rocking with Joan Jett. Uh, two albums ago, Jack White produced uh, "The Party Ain't Over," which was uh, an album that that she did with Jack. So you know, subsequent generations have have sort of discovered They've her discovered her. That's and her cool. rockabilly records. Um, and she did, had a lot of country hits in the in the 60s and, and early 70s as well. So she has this really varied uh, career, a really interesting story, and a true pioneer of female rock and roll it's just that she didn't have a lot of hits at the time back in the in the 50s and then after the fact people kind of like the zombies yeah i got to see an oracle people look back years later and go oh wow this was really groundbreaking and significant even though it maybe wasn't super popular at the time and so she has kind of gotten her her due in retrospect so that memoir will come out in november we're excited about that uh oh, elvis costello wrote the forward for that book that's great and yeah yeah so well, good for good for joan jet working with her and, yeah and absolutely. um uh, Scott B. Bomar has signed five copies of this. If you're a Patreon subscriber at the $2 tier, uh, you're going to get, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to give these away and I'm not going to give them away tomorrow. I'm going to give them away a week from tomorrow. So be checking out the Patreon feed. This is your chance to sign up $2 tier, $2 a month. I will put a trivia question there. Uh, all correct answers will be thrown into a random drawing and we're going to give away five of these books this is probably other than autograph stuff i've given away this this and these are autographed by scott but this is a this is a pretty great prize folks i'm telling you just leafing through this book as we went through the show today it was just it's 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 a glorious thing and, and congratulations scott you should yeah. be very very proud of this yeah thanks pat and and thanks for letting me come on and, and talk about it a little bit absolutely it's, it's a very cool project to be a part of and i have to give a quick shout out to where these books came from these books were sent to me by Lisa Baker, and Lisa is associated with Real Art Press. With Real Art Press, and, and this book is a is a joint venture between Real Art Press and uh, BMG. Real Art Press mm -hmm. is based in the UK. BMG, of course, a music company based here in the US. This is BMG's first uh, music related book, and many more to come. So, well, you, you hit it out of the park with the first one. So, more great books to follow, and just a little insight into how the publicity wor world works. Uh, I asked for a copy to review and they would not send me a copy. They would only give me a PDF, <laughs> but then I asked for five copies to give away and they sent me five copies. It got to so, go big. Well, yeah, go big or go home. And uh, of course the copy I have, I purchased myself. So there's a little mailbox money for you, Scott. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Let's hear uh, time of the season as our play out song. Uh, you guys have probably heard this song before. Thank you, Scott. Thank you.
Slow 